We have a royal baby. Should oral sex be a crime? Should kids' education be optional? Anthony Weiner makes more Weiner-related news. Sharknado getting a sequel. Obama weighs in on Zimmerman verdict. Clan leader's son rejects racism. UK tries to ban computer porn. And comedian Stephanie Simbari and Julia Reese join me, as well as a cameo from founder of Closet Rich Clothing, Elizabeth Cott. All this and more during the last week on Earth, week on Earth with Ben Glee. Whoops. Whoops. Do not be driven by fear into an age of unreason. Oh my god, guys, listen up. I have an announcement to make. But did you guys know that I'm like the number one Google search last week? It could be the stuff of history, however, one way or the other. Okay, is Jessica Simpson here yet? And to those critics who are so pessimistic about our economy, I say, don't be economic girly man. How many sides does a triangle have? Damn, four. There's no sides. One. Last week on Earth. Last week on Earth. Last week on Earth. Last week on Earth. Hello, everybody. This is last week on Earth. It's been a it's been a long week. Very good week. Mostly because I spent most of it in the mountains of Utah. Um, I was just in the mountains at a retreat. I was at the Summit Series weekend and um, performed there. A very good time. Very truly amazing uh, experience. You know, magical things in, in the forest hidden, mixed with inspiring talks, mi- mixed with concerts of legendary artists. It was uh, great. A lot of fun. I, I performed not... Uh, on the same stage as the legendary artists. And I find that to be both hurtful to me and a motivation to keep climbing, you know, just keep fucking climbing. Um, brought to you this week by hammocks. Comfortable sleeping for people with severe curvature of the spine. Um, listen, there's definitely stories I could do on my own before bringing my guests on, but I have two guests today. And therefore, why waste time? Why mince words? Let's just fucking get to it and roll with it. Um, two friends of mine, but more importantly, comedians, very funny stand comedians. Uh, two lovely young ladies, Julia Reese and Stephanie Simbari are here, uh, talking straight to the brain trust. And, uh, so welcome to the show, ladies. Thank you for coming. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for having us. You're welcome. You're very welcome. Um, for being here. Yeah. You're ha- thank you for being here. I'm excited. Thank you for having us. Yeah, you sound really excited. I am. I promise. <laughs> I'm oh, just good. overwhelmed by your intro. It's it's great. <laughs> <laughs> you think I think it's a little bit too much? No, I love it. I was like so into the music. Oh, you were. Oh, you mean the yeah. intro music? I thought you meant that I like underdid your intro or something. Oh, not the music. I felt like you like pumped us too much. Too much. <laughs> yeah. I'll take it back a little bit. They're you called okay. us ladies. Rain it in. True. <laughs> I'm, I apologize for that. Actually, I don't know that I should call you ladies. That's Overstretch, true. Overstretch for sure. True. This is Julia Reese talking now, just so we can se- differentiate the voices. Yes, Stephanie Simbari with the bass. Speak. 
I bring the bass. Oh, yeah, you do. Yeah, you do. Simbari with the bass. You sound like a young Kathleen Turner right there. The fuck is happening over there? You're about to seduce fucking that bald guy from Californication any minute. Yeah, but she's definitely going to age better for real. Though. Yeah. I mean, she's a legendary actress, but what happened there? <laughs> Get real. Um, no, she, listen, she's, she seems to embrace her evolution to a larger degree. And I like it, and she owns it. She kind of turned into like a linebacker. I mean, she's brilliant, but let's not brilliant. call it an evolution. It's more of like a devolution. I'm so is mean. Is it devolution? isn't easy, okay? You're, this is coming from the mouth of a woman who you're going to go through the same process. Oh, you're going to turn woman, into a linebacker yourself. I'm the yourself. woman that I'm going to hate 20 years from now. <laughs> you are now the woman you're going to hate 20 it's, years from it's now? It's such a sad thought. And the fact that you already know it makes it really weird it's... that you still are that. <laughs> hate myself so much julia can't change who she is it's true as hard as i try yeah. it's true so we're, we're <laughs> here's one thing we're gonna do we're gonna go right into the big story of the week and then we'll talk to you guys about a little bit about your lives and then we'll go back to all the rest of the stories right. um sounds good because i can't wait any longer the world needs to talk about it the big story i don't give a shit royal family has a baby <laughs> what oh yeah they had a baby it's been all over the news media the uh what's her name uh catherine kate, kate middleton kate middleton Ka catherine same thing right had a baby we're not we're on a, like a oh you a are nickname basis you're a nickname basis with the royal family that's pretty impressive actually Thank you. and then uh, uh with prince william right and then he's bald and then they had this baby and it's a boy and she had a normal labor and i don't give a shit 12 hours of labor do you give a shit about this I don't even know what the fuck you're talking about. Do you, <laughs> but do you give less of a shit about the royal baby than you did about Kanye and Kim's baby? Like, who do you give? More I give shit more about? of a shit about Kanye and Kim's For baby. Sure. Kanye Definitely. is so happy, right? They're America's yeah. royalty. They, They're America's royalty. They are the. Kim well, I mean, well, that Kanye, explains a lot. Kanye really upgraded Kim to royalty then because she's fucking scored. That girl just upgrades her life constantly. She goes from home movie to e-network to royalty. <laughs> yeah. That's amazing. That's the American dream. That's the American dream. She really is an exa a shining example Yeah, for all peoples, I feel like, globally. She's ethnic. She brings a great – she could be president. Oh, God, I hope not. <laughs> <laughs> Can you imagine? That'd be awful. There's no, so I think it would be very interesting. Really? You I mean, want to hear she's that no voice? worse than anybody else. Yeah, and she could create like Middle East peace for us. She goes there and just woos them all. She's like, look at my booty. Yeah, peace. that's like, right. I does look a, like does a belly you. dance or whatever. Yeah, <laughs> she's like relatable physically. Relatable physically she's to like other parts of the world. She's like between white and Middle Eastern. What is she Armenian? Right, exactly. Yeah, she's right Armenian. between white and Middle Eastern, and she could do it. I feel as though, you know, with that voice. Can you imagine that voice giving the State of the Union? Oh, my God. Well, so funny. It feels like a two-hour speech in that voice. What makes you think? Um, like, um, guys, I feel the economy. It's like jobs are still, like, so hard to come by. But, like, I don't really need one because I made a sex tape. So Yeah, she did good, man. <laughs> I remember when she, when she did Dancing with the Stars, the bio on ABC's website said... Kim Kardashian on uh, yeah, Kim Kardashian rose to fame when her e reality show debuted. I'm like, oh, I think it was a little before that. That's not how that happened. It's just so crazy that they became so famous for no reason. Yeah, that's like saying Monica Lewinsky but, got famous by being an intern. Like, right? So stupid. But at least, but they like capitalized on it and they didn't. They're not like fucking Honey Boo Boo child. Right. Yeah, they've done a lot of things Wait, with it. Yeah. And, well, Honey Boo Boo a little baby, so give her a not little her, slack. Her she's nine, she's 12. Give her a year to come out with her perfume line. What look, about her mother, though? 
Her mother's absurd. You can't pick can't. your you can't pick your family. Yeah. You can't pick your family. You can't. You cannot. Right. So but I don't that's think we sort can of, judge. But but that's sort of the point that I want to make with the royal family. You can't pick your family. So why the fuck is this baby that's born gets to eventually one day become the king of England? This still happens in modern life. At least Kim and Kanye sort of earned their place. Yeah. We chose to put them there. We keep choosing. Yeah. That's actually. Yeah. It's really so they have a lot I'm more validity than the royal family in my eyes. Elizabeth Cott, my dear friend, sitting here in the background, has something to say about that. She is the um, founder and chief designer of Closet Rich, uh, a style brand that is just, I mean, you know, pretty impressive, I I would say. But what what are your thoughts on this? I just wanted to say that Kris Jenner is my spirit animal. (laughs) (laughs) Listen, it's like all about assessing what you have and – doing what you can with it and she looked at her family she's like these people are extremely inappropriate and they have great asses let's put them on tv (laughs) and because of that i mean how many the empire blows my mind i'm like somebody somebody procreate with me and i want to be a momager yeah that's the point i made 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 this new bit i'm working on my act i did tonight at your show stephanie which is called the the cavity comedy show and uh, that I think she'd be like, like a better congressperson than most congresspeople that we have because she gets shit done. Yeah. And she looks good. And she looks great. And Wait, so, and Chris or Kim? They both do. Chris. Chris does not look great. I wouldn't say Chris looks great. Kim looks amazing. But Chris Kim is, is like hot a as balls. Woman. Can we talk about how she names Chris all of her woman, kids sure. with a K? I know. It's but weird. But before the last two, there were three of them. So it was, it was like KKK. KKK. I know. Which would be racist if they didn't fuck so many black people. <laughs> Just because of that, they get a pass on that, on the KKK. We have a KKK-related story <laughs> later in the podcast. Stay tuned for that excitingness. Stay tuned. KKK story coming up, spelled with a K on coming up as well. <laughs> We're just going full circle with it. I promise you this. Um, but interestingly, too, let me just tie this other story in then. We'll just jump ahead to it, and then we'll get to other things, and we'll ping-pong around. Because <laughs> because Kim Kardashian's mom, Kris Jenner, was married to fucking robert kardashian or whatever the guy's name was mm-hmm. who was the lawyer for OJ. for oj yeah which was the first trial that had a verdict that fucking split the country into haywire she got and it. it just happened again now with trayvon yep it just happened with trayvon george right. zimmerman and as kim kardashian tweeted something to the effect of no there's justice. no justice <laughs> very ironically because her father got oj off and then i understand also got him off during his trial and um Whoa. this man it's just so Zing. dumb <laughs> oh, I get it. so I get dumb it. but um trayvon became a big story this week um and I, first of all the zimmerman jury i don't know if you know this they were sequestered for 22 days and they got pedicures given to them by the state usa usa today reported wait what for yeah, real yeah. oh yeah yeah there's a thirty-three thousand dollar bill the seminole county sheriff's office released for the 22-day sequestration of, of the six women jurors um, while hold up in individual rooms of the Florida Marriott, they watched TV, exercised, visited with family and friends, went on field trips to the movies, bowling, and Ripley's Believe It or Not Museum, and enjoyed manicures and pedicures. For dinner, Outback Steakhouse. <laughs> That's the last time I avoid jury duty. Yeah, right? <laughs> totally. Wait, true what? that. Yeah. Yeah. And um, I mean, they were they were enjoying shit. Maybe that's why they fucking ended up not convicting the guy. They're, they're like, like so relaxed. They're like, let it be. You know what? Whatever. I just feel... Like we're all one. You my know? toes look great. Yeah, like my feet are feeling good. Yeah. That one. <laughs> <laughs> it keeps broken on the mic. Mark down that moment real quick and adjust on no, that. I'm so aggressive. You are. 
That's really funny. Vocally? Just like in general, I'm just like a human wrecking ball. <laughs> Breaking shit, chocolate all in my fucking pants. <laughs> God. Just fucking flushed my cigarettes down the toilet today. You did? Yeah. A, like, whole, pack. a whole pack. Not just one. It fell out of my pocket. The whole thing. Done. Why? Because I Oh, accidentally. Well, yeah. Oh, okay. Was this before or after you misplaced the joint that you rolled? I think at the same time. Oh, good. I recently <laughs> had a uh, deodorant stick like uh, fall in the toilet, but it was capped. It was not capped. I lied about that. It was not capped. <laughs> it was not capped. It was slipped out and it fell in there, but it was totally clean water. And I just quickly rinsed it under the water. I feel like it's legit. Yeah, that's fine. I feel like it's fine, but maybe like just like skim the top. Do you know what I mean? I didn't skim the top. I just severely rinsed it with a heavy f- flow of water. Like how clean is your toilet bowl? I think is the real question. It's really clean. Then it's fine. Top notch. I yeah. don't know. You're not, you're not a not fan on, of the plan. I'm not on board with that. But I mean, after the first time I applied it, it, it at least skimmed it then. So then from there on, <laughs> it was fine. Whatever damage has been done. It's been done in the past. You need I've to showered assimilate since. You're with still the bacteria here. around you and your environment. And make, raise your immune system. Exactly. It'll fucking raise it straight up. Go eat something off the floor. <laughs> and that's a little, that's, that's a level much. Toilet bowl, oh, deodorant, yes. Oh, like you've never yes. eaten something that's fallen on the floor. I've never eaten anything that's fallen on the floor, I don't think. Five second roll? Mm, I mean, maybe, maybe a couple, maybe like a fruit, something that has some kind of a, some kind of a skin or a peel or something. I feel like the rules against it are dampness and stickiness. Like nothing like a fruit roll up, can't eat that off the floor. Right, exactly. Anything that's going to pick up what's on the floor no, is not allowed. No, absolutely not. If it's a dry item. Pizza lasagna, no. Nope. You just skip on by, you keep moving, you know absolutely what I mean? Absolutely not. That's not a moment to fucking strike out. Um, but he was found not guilty. George Zimmerman was found not guilty. Do you guys think this was unjust? Do you think it was just? Do you I think, think it, I think it's incredibly unjust. I think in the state, I want to talk about it. Yeah, go ahead. No, it's just within the context of of Florida. Like previously, there was a mother. I think she's a mother. Or anyway, I'm not sure if she had kids or not. But I was skimming over this article where yeah. this woman fired warning shots at her abusive husband. Yeah, and there is a law about the unruly i guess discharging of an of a weapon mm-hmm. and she got i think 20 years for not shooting yeah anyone for just right, firing <laughs> right. that makes sense right but and to top it off she was a black woman see that's where it's fucked up so that it's, it's the race within within right. the state of florida it's right. a little bit and then the elections a few years back. you know yeah. florida's fucked just every bad kidding. thing happens in florida it's yeah. true every weird fuck i've said it a million times in the podcast every strange thing Happens in Florida and it's fucked up. It's awful. It's like haunted swampland. <laughs> it is. That's what the problem is. It's a haunted swamp town. What I think is interesting about the Trayvon thing is that right before they decided that he was not guilty, they came out and asked, "Can you redefine manslaughter?" Who asked that? The jury. They asked oh. for it to be redefined for them. Right. And then I like looked that up, and it's like that dude totally should have gotten that. Yeah. <laughs> Like, that's exactly what he should have gotten. But the problem is, is that that fucking kid died and he couldn't tell his his side of the story. And then. That is the problem with being murdered. You're not there to defend yourself. Yeah, I know. But like. When you get murdered, you don't get to argue your case. No one gets to. And they should change that in the law. (laughs) Yeah. In Florida. Allow testimony for murdered guys. Yeah. I agree. I want to make sure. Is the difference between uh, manslaughter and homicide intent? Yes. Yeah. Conspiracy. Okay, good. Just starting. 
Yeah. But yeah, totally. And then degree of murders is like if you premeditate it yeah. or if it's like, yeah. you know, fucking Ray Iraq. And Obama weighed it but in. Obama do, weighed in. Wait, go ahead. I do believe that, that we should maintain laws for self defense. Like, I, do, I believe in that. And I'm all, I mean, on, on, I wish the discussion would also turn away a little bit from race because we forget that George Zimmerman is also half minority. Right. And like they're making it out like he's a white guy. Like they're making it yeah. a white on black issue and it's really not. It's a race issue it's for it sure. It is definitely Hispanic on black issue. <laughs> we need to keep it like that. <laughs> no, but I'm just but saying. But what about the Gun wait, issue. Wait, exactly. Why the fuck does a neighborhood that's, watch guy need a gun? That's what I right. wish the conversation. Right. No one in the media is talking about gun regulation, and I heard a commentator. Right. I forget it, which. It is the same if story. If someone doesn't have a gun, someone doesn't get wait, shot by a gun. There was a very. I forget who it was. I yeah, wish, but I wish I could credit. On the flip side, though, they've been arguing. Like on, I meet the press. They were talking about how. Nobody so far they, they almost claim racism against the NRA because the NRA hasn't come out with their usual line, yeah. which, which they say if Trayvon Martin had a gun, this wouldn't happen. If they both had guns, they they're not saying that. Then they'd end. both be dead. There wouldn't even be a trial. Absolutely. Yeah. Or, or yeah, maybe. Or maybe yeah, maybe so. I mean, but maybe as- they both be dead. It'd be the end of. Fucking uh, racism is over. What was the first Quentin Tarantino movie? Reservoir Dogs. <laughs> yeah, but to turn to turn the discussion towards gun regulation, I heard a commentator, I forget who it was, it was a woman, say in the sixties when Martin Luther King Jr. and and uh, Kennedy got shot. So with close with you know that happened very close to each other. Yeah. The first thing, the first reaction on behalf of the government was gun control. Right. And regulations and background checks and all that. And now a travesty like this happens and there's like no. Well, but this kind of thing happens every day. It's not like Trayvon Martin was some great civil rights leader or No, or I know, but on top of everything else, it's just like mass shootings, you know, we, we, we were forgetting it. It's true. We sensationalize it. We make this it This last issue. week was also the one year anniversary of Aurora, Colorado as well. Really? One year anniversary this week. And, and Obama made it a big issue, said he wanted to push through gun legislation and that's it. That failed. Congress shut it down, and then Obama weighed into this too. He gave an unscripted speech to the White House press room on the Zimmerman verdict uh, in this great article by John Avalon, my buddy at the Daily Beast, who uh, – I'll read you a couple quotes from what he said. He said, when tra- and since it's a very serious topic, I will spare you guys my Obama impression during this. When Trayvon <laughs> <laughs> Martin was first shot, I said that this could have been my son. Another way of saying that is Trayvon Martin could have been me 35 years ago, the president said. And when you think about why in the African-American community, at least, there's a lot of pain around what happened here. I think it's important to recognize that the African-American community is looking at this issue through a set of experiences and a history that doesn't go away. Mm-hmm. That all contributes, I think, to a sense that if a white male teen was involved in the same kind of scenario – both the outcome and the aftermath might have been different. Uh, beyond the jury's verdict, the president's last point is the bottom line for many. Would Trayvon Martin have been shot dead and his killer acquitted if he had been white? Um, and a lot think it's hard to believe that a 16-year-old white kid with a hoodie in that neighborhood would have automatically been seen as a suspect. What do you think if he'd been another minority? Just as a- I mean, it's a sliding scale of racism. It really depends. If he's Asian, no one's worried about it. They think he's probably just fixing the gun. He's taking it to a gun store. <laughs> He's a gun pickup delivery guy. He's doing math on the gun. Yeah, which that doesn't make even make any sense. But he's somehow doing math on a gun. But, he's using a bunch of guns like an abacus. Yeah, exactly, a gun abacus. Set up on the sidewalk. The bullets <laughs> yeah. are the little. The bullets yeah. are the little beads. Exactly. Yeah. Don't slam them too fast. Going up forth and back through the chamber. Don't <laughs> slam them too fast. <laughs> But Stephanie, Stephanie was saying, why does a neighborhood watch guy have a gun? I just think it's crazy that you need prescriptions for like medication. Like, why aren't there full background checks for something that could kill someone? And oh, even that's, crazier, that's a, that's a no-brainer. And, and then even checks. crazier is the fact that he gets his gun back. Like, if your dog bites someone, they put it down, and you could just get to take your gun back. He gets after his gun back. Is yeah. still gonna have a gun? He gets his gun back. And then do you hear he saved someone's life? 
this week too? You think they do like a little bit of a check and analysis? Yeah, maybe loses the gun. Look, bro, you might have felt like you were being attacked. Yeah, you're a little trigger happy with the gun, though. <laughs> exactly. There was I... a truck overturned this week, and he saved somebody from the from the truck. George he's, Zimmerman. Yeah, he's trying real bad. Oh, to, give me a fucking break. To resolve his image, James Franco, the real James Franco, had the theory earlier that he thinks maybe he ran someone off the road yeah, just so exactly. he could save him for PR they probably purposes. Probably threw someone in front of him and brought right. the camera. Probably a black person threw him right in front of the truck, <laughs> like yeah. chasing someone to make quick get a black guy in front of that truck so I can save the white driver. Yeah, exactly. He was probably you know if, if he really did genuinely see a truck turn over on the side of the road, Zimmerman uh, was praying the driver was black. He please let me save a black guy. It would help so much. It didn't, I don't, I don't think know it that it would like even do anything. Nobody would care. He's like, yeah, you have to in interviews be like, I just saved a man who happened to be African American, by the way. <laughs> it is a tough issue, but also on the same side, Obama walked the line, pointing out the blacks are disproportionately, as the article said, both the victims and perpetrators of crime yeah. in disproportionate way. And almost lost in his remarks was the implication that his administration would not press federal charges against George Zimmerman, despite the wishes wishes of many of the weekend's protests in over a hundred cities across the country. Were well, protests. They want to make an example Justice out of for him. Trayvon. No, but I think Yeah, they do. Unfortunately, like if if the, that's the verdict, it's un, it, as unjust as it might be, like that's the American justice system. And mm-hmm. that's like you can't do anything about Elizabeth, it. Elizabeth upset. Yeah. Elizabeth Cott was at summit with me this weekend and she went to a whole super long talk about the Trayvon Martin event. I'm curious what it is that you I, learned. I sure did. It was supposed to be an hour. It lasted just over three. Wow. Um longer than trial, as somebody pointed out. Who, who pointed that out? <laughs> Quite possibly. Um, and it was really interesting. You know, we had uh, really a, a really fantastic group of, of insights. And, you know, it was we had everyone from a global partner at a law firm who was an advisor to Hillary Clinton to a head of the NAACP to Dream Hampton, my homie, who is a I just said homie like I was really, really, you know, intertwined. <laughs> you had Ben Jealous from the head of the NAACP. I saw him yes, there this week. Yes, he was there. And um, Dream Hampton, who is a writer with Rolling Stone and just like really people who are are voices in the African-American community that I was really interested in catching their point of view. And it was, a, you know, the the conversation really got deep and it really was probably one of the most powerful conversations I've ever witnessed in my life. Like there was a full blown half hour decompression afterwards because it there was just so much to take in. And I think that the, and for, and my personal experience, which I can only truly speak of is that there's, it's such a multi-layered issue. And this is the thing. It's so much more than just what happened as Ben, you, as you pointed out, like what it means in the African American experience mm-hmm. and it's it, it it as much as we would like to see us as a society grow and prosper and as much as we have we are still experiencing these injustices and i think that it was it was very interesting in the past month the two biggest stories there was one week where the two biggest stories prior to the verdict coming out but was Trayvon Martin the trial and the witness in the trial, Rachel, I believe her name was, and the racial profiling that was going on with that. And then to parallel that was the Paula Dean story mm-hmm. and just how prominent those were in the media and, uh, how racially charged those both were. Found that to be very interesting. And, but at the end of the day, um, in terms to, you know, with the multifaceted issues, the fact of the matter is my biggest thing is that the injustice of the entire 
uh, judicial system. And at the end of the day, somebody died and somebody was shot. And there doesn't seem to be any acknowledgement in the justice of that. And that's the fucking issue. Pardon my French. Mm-hmm. But, oh, you're you know, just f- fine. Yeah. OK, cool. That's that's it's fucked up. Yeah. There. Well, yeah, it's like like you fucking said on that Chelsea Lately thing. It's like people aren't being held accountable for the shit that they do. Oh, well, the joke I made because people didn't hear about, it. About- I said – when is Lindsay Lohan going to jail already? Yeah. A black guy gets found with a gram of weed, gets 30 years in prison. Lindsay Lohan's like, I could, she, she could drive drunk in an orphanage. And we're like, eh, let's get her into a program. Yeah, exactly. It's Send like, her to Malibu. Yeah, exactly. Let her hang out in Malibu for a couple of weeks. If she wants to leave, fine. Yeah, it's like he fucking killed somebody and they're just like, I mean, they put him through a trial and they embarrass him and his whole life is going to fucking be terrible. I mean, people, he's a pariah at this point. Yeah. Like he's going to have a difficult time out there. But... He doesn't have to fucking be in jail. Yeah, and then maybe if he stays in Florida, he's gonna not, won't be as bad as he would. At the very least, take away his be. weapon. True, he shouldn't least. have a gun anymore. Or for a grace yeah. period, just as a fucking. Well, but he courtesy. will be sued. He'll be sued in civil court, and then Whatever, there might be a monetary not... thing. And and the Justice Department, Eric Holder, is still considering whether or not to pursue a civil rights case against him. Then it could be a huge case, and yeah. justice isn't necessarily over. But you want. To, I just think like what she was saying about the fact that it's like still a conversation is like really like more to the point of, of why it's such a big issue is because like when I hear when you guys talk about it and you're like reporting the facts, it's like almost like I can't hear it because I don't want to believe that it's like still a real conversation. Like we haven't fucking learned like humanity like is still operating on the same. Well, I let just me, like it let makes me argue me on so... the flip side of that. No, but it's like, ra- you know, go ahead, Julia. One thing. Okay. I don't want to debate that race is a huge part of this and that there are major injustices being inflicted on African-Americans and the American community. Like, absolutely. I'm not yeah. going to debate that. Yeah. However, however, I've assembled a panel of I... three white girls to discuss with me the oh, racial injustices. This is in this so, country. This so is we such... have most in common is... with the jury. This is basically like a liberal so, arts fuck. college right now. This is like the jury. <laughs> but, but to be fair, I wonder how much I feel like I was, I was five years old when the LA riots happened. Yeah. But like, I remember my parents freaking out. I, I, I was like nine. I lived through that shit or maybe I, I was 12 or 13. I rem- but what I wonder sometimes is again, race is a hundred percent still a problem. There's because you're from racism. LA too. Yeah, exactly. However, I Stop eating chocolate during the fucking <laughs> racial discussion, Sambari. You already got chocolate all over your we pants. Have a, we have milk You're, and white chocolate. Yeah, <laughs> yo, I mean, I'm, I'm just of, on theme. You okay. are putting the... <laughs> Wait, let me get this out. Let me get it out. What I want to say is yeah. I feel like the media wants this to be... Like, they wanted this to turn into a riot, it felt like. Like, they were pushing the race issue so hard. And I'm, I'm not saying let's throw it under and the it's rug. It's not the only issue here, though. Yeah. But I feel like they want to make it a problem. Yeah. It is a problem, but they're making it a... A problem that's not that doesn't like doesn't look like it's gonna have a solution. Right. They're not talking about it in a way where it's like gonna make anything better. They're just like it's like it's a, so, what's what's the word? Well, the media is all about I'm sensationalizing a, for sure. Yeah. But but I think they make it worse. I mean, and then people, of course, in the media, are then also calling Obama out on that. They're saying that Obama is actually a, a lot of conservatives on Fox News, and people are tweeting that he's a racist. He want he's trying to divide I mean, the right. country by going out and saying that. And that he lo- needs to be the president oh God, to all of white us. White people calling, please, you cannot say that. I love when people get mad at a politician for giving his opinion. Like, that's not the exact, Well, no, but as president, you do have to really toe a line and make sure you don't just sit, go out there and do unscripted comments about a racial issue. And if it isn't really about race, did Obama study every fact of the case? Does he know that for sure that George Zimmerman killed him based on racial hatred? And if not, you go out there, you can split sure. the country. It There's nobody be- who more than that. 
affects the it national dialogue. It might be irresponsible, but he has a right, just as any other American, to give his opinion. Yeah, not really. I mean, re- I feel like it's really. irresponsible, but still, I think he can say well, whatever. Well, of course he can. No one's going to put him in jail for doing it. But, like, on the on the right, some, for example, Fox News commentator Todd Stames messaged, he's truly trying to tear our country apart. Yeah, but That's that- dramatic. Then those fucking assholes on Fox News say nothing. They talk out of their ass, and yeah. and no one blinks an eye. And then Obama says one thing, and they hang on to. They every do blink word. their assholes though when that happens. <laughs> they clench up a bit. Mm-hmm, totally. Looks Sometimes like it's winking at you. That's exactly right. Exactly right. <laughs> Just sweet pucker. Yeah, and it feels great when you do that. When you pull that move. I mean, it feels really good. How did we get here? I don't understand. I don't but know. I. But 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 to counter your point, you said a minute ago about how. You, how are we still here as a yeah. humanity? I don't know. On the flip of that, I think really maybe the fact is that we're actually just progressing at a pretty good rate. And it's in the grand scheme of human history. Mm. Our country went from having slaves to having separate water fountains to having a black president pretty yeah. quickly. And yeah. we're getting better. In this case, isn't the outcry isn't as crazy and, and as polarized and as angry as it was with OJ or Rodney King. It seems like it's a little bit more rational, reasonable. People are like, let's not do this shit anymore. But we realize it's not cut and dry, like racist. And it's not like George Zimmerman, even on his 911 call, was like using racial slurs. Yeah. He seemed like he was not an incredibly racist guy. It's more about like underlying mores of like yeah. lingering racism but that's just maybe lingering because maybe it's eroding yeah so was something you want to say about elizabeth i like that point of view you know i just think above all in the in the scheme the fact that we're discussing and pointing out the fucked upness of it all right i think that that's progression totally and i don't mean to like negate you know the because yeah there's no at least there's conversation i think that will ignite change yeah and the KKK story that I promised all of you listening, it's time for it to prove that point maybe further. <laughs> Clan leader's son rejects racism, a Daily Beast reported. The son of one of the most prominent white supremacists in the country is denouncing the foundations of white nationalism, calling them principally flawed. Derek Black, ironic last name, penned a stunning letter to the Southern Poverty Law Center rejecting the teachings of his father, Don Black, a former Klan leader who owns and operates Stormfront.org, a leading website for the racist movement, for which Derek, at age 12, had created a children's page. So at least they were child-friendly on that hate website. In, in the letter, Black wrote, I acknowledge that things I've said as well as my actions have been harmful to people of color, people of Jewish descent. Activists striving for opportunity and fairness for all and others affected. It was not my intention then, and I will not contribute to any cause that perpetuates this harm in the future. He attends Florida's prestigious new college, previously called the election of President Obama, one step away from living in a wasteland of burning tigers and homeless people. He's now come around. Wait, what was the end of that? In the past, when Obama got elected, said we're now one step away from living in a wasteland of burning tigers and homeless people. And now... He's done with all the racism. Burning tires? That's what you, you kind of like picture from like apocalypse. an apocalyptic. You always see burning like, tires. Is that, a, is that a racist euphemism? No. I'm just not aware of that. Burning, <laughs> <laughs> burning tires so and guys with like ratty gloves is think, like what I happens like in the apocalypse. like we need to urban dictionary. <laughs> you guys are both – this tires. is like you're the most stereotypical female panel. You're both eating chocolate during the podcast. No one's ever eaten since episode one of this podcast <laughs> when Blake Griffin refused to stop eating fucking grapes or strawberries or some shit. But has, has anyone ever done it at t- this time? 
it's two forty nine in the morning. It's a yeah. strong point. We're yeah. refueling. Like, you refueling? Is, but sure. how, we I have a question. Rush. People have done how this racist, late, but not often. How racist yeah. do you have to be to have the last name Black and be a clan leader? Pretty fucking racist. So racist. Yeah. <laughs> totally. Yeah, they disowned their last name for many years. They just went by first names in that family for a long time. They're like, no, it's, yeah, it's just Mike. It's just Mike, guys. So what's he doing really to like, repent for his race? That I don't know. I just wrote the letter. So maybe he'll continue on that. And at least in one inspiring story involving black people in this country, Jay-Z drops hyphen. Spin Magazine reports. Oh, Drop the hyphen. It's gone. Now it's just J space Jay's. Z. Oh. No, no, it's not one word now. It's not Jay's. It's like a first, like a first and last name. Just right. Jay-Z. And by the way, I should have said in your intro that um, you two have a brand new podcast that sounds fun. I'm going to do it soon. It's called Two Girls, One Guest. It is. Yes. And um, you currently record it in Julia's father's office. <laughs> in, his, in his recording studio. In his recording studio. And you're going to then move it out of there we so you can actually definitely have talk to freely. See, it's such an interesting thing because I on one hand enjoy the awkward complete awkward <laughs> like interesting dynamic of being her dad studio yeah. and him in the background being like she is an adult <laughs> like, wait saying, like, wait real talk though <laughs> how scared of you were were you of my dad oh i was so scared so scared he's anyways so he's like he's he? super he's super like what it, where is he from he's half greek half armenian yeah, but so born in egypt so like, oh, wow jesus time. yeah and so he, I wouldn't like, even be welcome in your house. Are you kidding me? My no. mom's a Jew. Oh, okay, thank God. <laughs> From New York, on top. Thank of it. God. Yeah. Thank God. Um, okay, and in very exciting news, and I think it needs its airtime. Sharknado getting a sequel. Hollywood Reporter reports. Apparently, one Sharknado wasn't enough. Movies had Tara Reid and Ian Ziering battling tornado-launched sharks to regain control of Los Angeles, got more than 604,000 tweets. Oh, my God. Created a social media frenzy. Sci-Fi has decided to make a sequel. It will take place in New York City, and viewers can crowdsource decide the title of part two by tweeting to at Sci-Fi Movies with the hashtag Sharknado. Wait. Can the title be Don't Make It? <laughs> <laughs> don't see this second shark tornado movie. Just stop. Just what? don't do it. I can't believe that's a thing. It's a thing. Oh, yeah. I can't believe Tara Reid is a thing. The <laughs> I know. The tornado shucks up I mean, I don't even know sometimes what's wrong. What's more wrong, Tara Reid or terrorism? I'm not sure <laughs> which is more dangerous. Hey, <laughs> Why do people hate fucking wordplay so much? It fucking takes skill. I think it's jealousy. People can't do it themselves, no, so they hate on it. It's no, silly. It's, it's silly. But, uh, no, I don't mean it's silly. How could it not be said, Tara Reid and terrorism, two of the most dangerous things most frightening concepts in modern life someone shouldn't point out how similar those things sound no, they absolutely that's the should. argument is that to be cool in, in, as a comedy writer don't ever be as clever as you can be pull Ooh. it back a little and just curse in it instead is that the point you're making no oh I my think, I think. why am i getting more heated about this than the trayvon martin case i'd like to know <laughs> i am angry about this i'm gonna march on washington for no, puns. You should use puns. And my signs will be so clever. Don't let people shame, don't let us shame you out of your puns. No, you both seem so judgy. Absolutely not. You said hey we're, we're just judging Like ourselves. I was making Ed McMahon jokes. I am judging <laughs> No, because it's like, it's like, it's silly and we like it. Maybe we're oh. jealous. Okay, that's what it's I like, think. like, oh, I wish I could be so clever. We're just yeah. hashtagging your wordplay. Yeah, and loud. Ben Jealous is the head of the NAACP, so you just brought that full circle back to race. <laughs> Why is it all about race with you, Sambari? I don't know. You're very racial, you know that. Should oral sex be a crime? Virginia's nominee for governor thinks so. Virginia's Republican nominee for governor wants to criminalize oral sex. What? While a Utah state senator wants to do away with compulsory education for children. 
Another big week for great ideas from our fearless leaders, Daily Beast reported. I heard outlaw oral sex got very upset (laughs) and didn't hear what state. So can you, which state was this in? This was in Virginia. Virginia. The nominee for governor, Republican, of course, wants to get rid of oral sex. Um, Ken Cuccinelli. Get rid of Republicans. Who keep your children (laughs) safe. I think, you know, that's actually not a bad idea. It's just any party that wants to ban shit, ban it just for your party. Yeah, fucking. Re- no more oral sex for Republicans. Fine. That's fine. Yeah. That'll but cut go ahead. Spending down. Yeah. Then all you got to do is just go out with Republicans and then you only receive and you don't have to give. You know what I mean? Totally. It's like a break. <laughs> <laughs> totally. It's perfect. Yeah. We are devolving in do certain ways. You know how much we sure. save in our budget? Seriously, for all the hookers that they buy? I don't, you know True. what, to say devolving, <laughs> I think it's more that we're just maxing rent. out. It's rent, really. Rent with an option to buy. The rent. hookers. Oh, I see. Oh. Funny. <laughs> I mean, Sorry. no one's buying hookers. That's, holy fuck, are you Richard Gere? It's very expensive. They're not slaves. They're not slaves. <laughs> We've gone past that in this country. Why is it all about a race with you too, Reese? <laughs> you started it. You started it. I did? Yeah, you brought up Trayvon. You no, but I'm talking about I'm covering race. Like, so I just want to talk about baby. Dick. What's this? Okay. <laughs> Talk about it, no. please. No, bring it. Just wanted to get off racism, and I know if I said dick, it would work. You wanted to get off racism. That's even sexual language for that sentence, realize. I just can't win with you today. No, you're winning. <laughs> you're winning more than you know. I don't know if you realize. It's amazing how you laugh completely silently so listeners don't know that you're enjoying what I'm saying and not thinking I'm an asshole right now. You laugh completely silently. It's like Tom? a dog whistle happening in the fucking room. Silent cum. <laughs> what? Oh, that's so uncomfortable when someone orgasms uh, silently. Oh, yeah. Or, or it's or the, the worst. The cum- like Al Pacino in that movie when he was a fucking chef. The cum only a dog could hear. <laughs> so hot. Dogs in the background masturbating because the sound is so arousing. Yeah. Oh, my God. Oh. Yeah. Have you experienced that? People who come silently? Well, survey, quiet, survey in quiet, the room. Quietly. I don't know. I think it's quietly. just something that we talk about. It's what? It's something <laughs> you don't talk about. Elizabeth is having a nervous breakdown in the corner. <laughs> Does no, Elizabeth have a like, story about this? No, because we like. How did it start? We were like giving each other. Oh, I do this with the wrist thing. Oh, I do this thing where I separate someone's like wrist joint. You know, because I teach yoga and I'm like kind of into body things. Yeah. And so I like I like pull the wrist apart and then squeeze it and massage it. It feels so good. And this has to do with silent orgasms well, in what way? Like it feels so good that you like silently come <laughs> through your wrist. Yeah, but like, you can know, I go to your yoga classes? <laughs> I explain it. That sounds amazing. No, it's like you know, it's just like oh, it's such a relief, and you're just like, <laughs> oh my god. I feel like a girl could could like come quietly like like that, and it would be it would be hot. Not when no. But what you were doing now looked so I- in intense. Yeah, because two that looked girls like are you just couldn't make other. sound. <laughs> exactly. That's no, good exactly. in a good way. No, when it's good, you make a noise. I don't give no, a fuck. No, that sound you were making was like you can't even risk the sound sh- sh- shifting your body at a quarter inch to make the feeling stops. So you're just like <laughs> you just look like for a suspended animation of joy. It's a compulsory suspended joyful animation. Yeah. happening. You don't want sound to come out. Sound vibrations could shift things exactly vibrations change the game i do get really quiet right before (laughs) like the calm before the storm i'm super focused like i'm loud (laughs) i'm really really loud up until like 15 to 45 seconds right before and i'm dead silent and someone actually brought this up to me he's like you get really quiet and i was like yeah that's accurate 
And then it's loud. You again. must get so quiet for someone to have said you get really quiet. I get so no, I like it's radio silence for like a few seconds. Well, so you should never have sex on camera because the boom operator would be a nightmare to adjust the levels <laughs> or to go from zero to sixty in well, one second. There goes my porn career. There it goes. That's God a sadness. It. Too bad. You have to focus on comedy again. So how long? Ha- so tell us a little bit about your, your two selves since that somehow trans- transition to that. Julia Reese, how long? How, what, I'm going to ask you, how, what made you want to be a comedian? How'd you get into the game? I did not want... Because you're relatively new to it. Yeah, I'm very... very yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, was, I was between very and relatively, and I couldn't find a word between, so it came out like that. Yeah. But uh, I didn't want to at all. I yeah. admired comedy. I watched it. I, right. I was a fan, but the it was... The story almost annoys me. I, I think I've told you this. I know. I didn't, though. Bobby Lee got you to do Bobby it. Bobby Lee pushed me on Former stage. Former podcast guest. On the com- at the comedy store. He pushed you on stage. He, pushed, he stopped the show. And threw me on for friends and family. Yeah, because that's how a career should start, is that's with you not wanting to do it and a guy forcing someone to enter a profession. He literally, I was sitting, I was, I had signed up. He actually threatened me with our friendship. He goes, if you don't sign up for the mic tonight, we will never be friends again. Mm-hmm. So I signed up but didn't make the list. So I called him. I was like, I didn't make the list. You still have to be friends with me. And he showed up at the store and stopped friends and family. At the time, I was sitting with Jamar Neighbors. Friends and family is a show. Friends and family is a show after the open mic where regular comics and people that work at the store and people that are in that quote-unquote family go up and perform. That's where I get up there. Exactly. Right. And he just threw me up in the middle of it and went, go. But you'd expressed some interest in doing comedy performing. Well, no, I'd hung out. I had friends that were doing comedy and then he said, you're going to... I didn't have any interest. I feel like you're lying to yourself. You didn't have any interest because if you didn't, you wouldn't even be there. Right. But I... There's other... I had other reasons. (laughs) Oh, well, I mean, it is... There's a plethora of That's so fucked that I'm admitting to that, but I did... At the the time, before... Dick City. And what were those reasons? Dick City. I just like... I like guys who can make me laugh. You wanted comedy dick. You wanted comedy dick to make you orgasm loudly through the city on the mountaintops like some kind of evil cat woman on top. But quietly for the last 15 seconds. Yeah. Yeah. It's like a fucking air quiet, raid quiet siren and in, then in the loud. town. It's not just quiet. No, it's quiet before it happens. Before saying. it happens. No, I mean, no. I, I was, I was oh, dating yeah. someone and whatever. I was hanging out, and I, but I really had no interest in like going up. And right. then I did it, and then I was like, wow, this has to be a thing. I yeah. saw you your first time. Did oh, I'm so sorry. No, was, I thought you did really good. I freaked out. I mean, I could tell you were really nervous, but I could I didn't tell get you were, words out for the first thirty seconds. You were funny. Oh, fu- like laugh the, ki- at, the kids, not got, laugh the kids with got something. You know what I mean? Yeah, she no, really she's very something. funny. Yeah, of course. I don't ask people to be on the podcast lightly. I went you know home I mean? after that and cried, and I don't know why. It wasn't like I was upset or like I wasn't humiliated. It was just like tears. It was like I, it was weird. It's like remember when you told me you cried after having sex or what? Okay. After what? Okay. After what? Okay. After having sex with who? Whoa! Whoa! I, she doesn't talk about it, but she talked about fucking a guy that made her cry. She came so hard. I came cried. But when I say what? it was that, there was yeah. those type of tears. It was tears it of relief. Happened. It was a release. Okay, I've, I feel <laughs> pretty confident in my skills. I don't know if I've ever made anybody come cry before. It was pretty. She crazy. came tears. It was a good kind of tears. I was. I was. It was crazy. Wow. Release. Yeah. Tears of relief. Did it ever happen again? Was it was a one time deal. I wouldn't fuck him again. Why? Because he's I, a weirdo. Or because it was too intense. It was like a spiritual experience. It was pretty intense, but also he was like acting like he knew me too well. Meaning what? I mean, I know I was fucking him, so I kind of put myself in that situation. Yeah, right. It's a pretty intimate moment. He only knows the walls of your virginity. Yeah, no was. big deal. He had to what? Like, he was like, he was saying like he baby was like, afterwards? Yeah, I felt like he was like being boyfriendy, and I was like, we've just been hanging out for like a few days. That's, As you're crying, you're like, so this your is move. the most thing I've ever yeah, had in my life. But it's like, that's my uterus. That's but, not my like intellect. And my, like, I don't fucking right, know true. you. Like, just because I let me, you stick your dick in me doesn't mean I know you. It's so true. I and mean, that should be on the dollar bill, shouldn't it? <laughs> 
That phrase should be on the I dollar change, fucking bill. I want to change that about myself. <laughs> <laughs> My gynecologist wrote me a thank you note. What? For all the business? For Or, or for the great no. view or what? <laughs> it was really weird. I went, it's not, he, so this is weird. My original gynecologist, he passed away. He was an older man. He actually delivered me. Story. It's going to be a ghost story in a second. <laughs> so bad. He wasn't that old. He was in his like 50s or 60s, but he was actually the doctor who delivered me, okay. which is probably not okay to be going to him. I don't know. It feels weird. No, it's better. Like, I think you it's look more just normal. like your mother. <laughs> but, but no, me and my mom went to him and he passed away. It was really, Wouldn't really it be funny if there was another you in here? He was such a, but he was such a he was a good doctor and a great like every any whatever. Yeah. And he the the man that took over his practice also a lovely. Oh my god! Elizabeth just said his name. That's wow. crazy. I I hope that didn't. He's the best. He's the best. She says. Oh my yeah. god! I also got the thank you notes, so you're not alone. Okay. Wait, what? But why? Why is this guy sending thank you notes? My mom didn't. Is it just decorum these days? Well, oh my god! In that one subset of medicine <laughs> to get thank you notes. Here's my theory of the medical industry. Is it Your an under mama is probably not having babies. We are like the up and coming business, so obviously he's going to grease the wheels. True. Wait, what? I mean, literally, almost right. Speaking of from an entrepreneur's point of view. Okay, so Wait, isn't he the best though? He's the best. Wait, so what did the thank the you notes say? What did what did your each of your thank you notes from your gynecologist say? I'd love to know. Well, I told him that beautiful cervix. No, when I got there, I was like, I just need you to know. Glad to be at your cervix. <laughs> <laughs> See, that one worked. That one worked. Yeah. Okay, good. So I told him when I walked in, I was like, I'm a little paranoid. I make doc. I made Doctor test me. I shouldn't say his name. That's so fucked. We have to delete that. We'll, we'll delete that. We'll delete the name. I made my former doctor. The dead guy? (laughs) (laughs) Delete any names. All names are deleted. Sure. I I made my former dead guy. I made my former doctor test me every time I went, like for everything, like blood test. Like I was just paranoid. I would get the results back and be like, "You're fine." I'd be like, "Are you sure?" Yeah. Like I'm just always you're praying for something. Yeah. I'm just very paranoid, and I was just like, "I need you to know that I'm paranoid about everything, and I'm going to make your life miserable." Yeah. All the time. And and then he said, "Thank you." Not saying what? You're not crazy. Like he was like, That's you're what not the crazy. Don't Wait, worry. You're a great patient. Thank you for, you know, thank you. He personalizes and, the notes. And I'd like to know what, what, what Elizabeth's note said. <laughs> Dearest Elizabeth, every time we meet in my offices and we rendezvous with your legs up in stirrups before me. It literally said, like, casual, casual, whatever, like, jargon. Who knows? But then it said... <laughs> Casual <laughs> encounters. But then I remembered specifically, it said, let me know if you ever are considering getting on the pill. We'll discuss it. Well, I told him straight off the so bat this that was I don't like fuck a, with the pill. This was like what? a personal... I don't fuck with like the Like, he pill. personalized it. Like, I feel like it was like Mad Libs for like the OBGYN <laughs> set, you know? Like, There's it- random adjectives in there. <laughs> Your vagina is like shoelaces. <laughs> exactly, but... Really quickly, um, the first time I did go to his office, really, literally the most insane thing happened in that, you know, you go in the first time you're at a doctor, you go and you you meet with them. You kind of like do a download of like your history or whatever. So I'm waiting to go into into his office and his doctor he had the practice with office. I'm sitting outside and he's literally on the phone with some patient saying, basically breaking down that she had died tested positive for three STDs. <laughs> so it was like, you've got this, this, and this. But since you don't have insurance, we're going to have to do this method to get rid of the warts. Like, I'm hearing these, like, it was like, 
kept getting worse. And he's like, and also, I recommend you come in for an HIV test immediately. You heard this? What is this? I swear to God, I heard this outside of the the doctor's office. And I was like, every single fucking 14-year-old needs to sit outside of this office and listen to this phone conversation. And I guarantee you they will... And for the, for the record, 100%. this, this oh office God. is in a great part of town. Yeah, it's I, not like... I worked at... My first job was at a gynecologist's office as a file clerk. That... And it, it, it not only... It, it encouraged abstinence for me for many years after that. That's terrifying. It was no fun. No Ugh. fun. Why don't you fuck with the pill? What do you mean by that? I don't... I, the idea of putting uh, artificial hormones in me is not... I tried it for a few weeks. It, I did not like the way that I felt. I, I take issue with hormonal birth control when there does not there's not one for men yet. I'll take I'll take a pill when there's a pill for dudes. That's how I feel. I feel like it's it's you not. You know what we're gonna do? We're gonna make your sperm diet sperm. <laughs> think it's, it's was sperm, it too high in calories? But it can't impregnate you. It's immobile. It doesn't make you fat. Oh, that's an idea. AKA pregnant. Yeah, that means I that just, like, I think it's you weird find that... sperm to be integral to the sexual process. Despite I, well, its baby making purposes, it's just an, you need that. It's kind of the, you gotta get the game end. on. Oh, what? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, like, no, I like, don't even know if the grammar is not... right on that. I don't give a fuck. I like that sentence a lot. I just feel like a farm animal. Do Dude, you know what I mean? When like someone doped does... up with fucking estrogen. It's like the wild animal park. It's so bad. Like, yeah, it's a tiger, it. but it's fucking lying by the tree and I'm driving a car by it. You never know how they're going to affect you. It could make you fat. It could make you miserable. It could give you a stroke. It could give you a heart attack. Granted, I'm a little bit of a hypochondriac, but still. That's true. I'm on it. Those things You're happen. And you see those commercials for One lawsuits. of you two is being asked that after the podcast tonight. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, I just pull out and pray. <laughs> the adventure just adds something to it. You don't know. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> you don't know how unpleasant condoms feel guys I'm you not just even, don't but get I'm it i'm not on it for well yeah ain't that the fucking truth right but that's not why i'm on it for not unpleasant but they just don't feel great they feel okay I feel condoms like feel someone, awful i feel like everybody. someone told me the secret to condoms and i should listen what's the secret lube oh, yeah i never have ever used it lube, depends ever. on which brand certain brands I have just, lubricants that are irritating but maybe but you're saying add just extra lube yes. what like the spicy hot like the fucking barbecue lube like the fucking jalapeno ranch, jalapeno ranch. Like, yeah 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 or okay maybe cool ranch cool flaming, ranch flaming hot fucking be really lube well, like, why would it like, be flaming just, be, no, just like anyone just, who gives a blowjob with a condom just to make it fe- kind of make it feel more human yeah 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 because the condom I feel like the problem with it is it like it just makes you so dry so quick just like the moisture is okay, just like that, that okay so now we've found where I lay in the sexual skills meter because I've never had that problem either. I haven't made somebody silently come, but it doesn't dry up midway. I'll tell you that much either. Okay, I'm somewhere in between the, those two goalposts. Yeah, ladies who are listening. All right, just so you know. I mean, it doesn't always, but I just feel like that's the reason why. I, I don't. I don't. I'm not aware of this problem. Do you know what I'm talking about? I don't have. A Usually, problem. it's a fucking. I don't have the problem. Although I, there are I certain, guess I have a sensitive vagina. There are certain brands of yeah, condoms that are irritating. Maybe it's the pill that's drying you out. No, no, no. There are certain brands that are irritating. <laughs> no, 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 no. no. <laughs> I have no idea. I like feel you on that. I feel. And then okay. However, I'm gonna sound I- like a real asshole. The most comfortable are magnums. That's so fucked. All right, I can't even deal with you. Perfect. You like big actually dicks. works out great. That works out. Great. I mean, who doesn't? <laughs> why? Why you gotta bring it back to race again? We don't have to talk about black people every yeah. couple no, minutes on the, the podcast. I encountered a penis that was like really thick, like not, <laughs> but like. I is this what this podcast is about? No, but wait. Typically not, but I like it. <laughs> but it was, it was like a reverse birthing experience. I could not 
I couldn't. I was that like, means a bunch of babies being jammed in there is what you're it saying. It was like that. <laughs> like a, more like just the head of a child just being forced back in. It was the back. head of, yeah, sure. And I, I had to stop and be like, has anyone ever mentioned this to you? Like, mm-hmm. that, that this isn't typical? Yeah. Because I feel like I have a good, um, what's it called when you conduct an experiment? You, you have a, a lot of people. people. <laughs> Thanks for putting it so well. A good, uh, a good, what, 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 what's the way to what's say the it? Word, a good though? market, a good test base, a good um, sample, a, a good sample size, a sample population. Sure. Population sounds like a lot of people. Yes, it does. And sample, sample isn't accurate. That's like a little sample Not cup. We're sample. talking like a lot of visits no. to the fast food place. It's like um, I don't know. I'm saying. All I'm saying I'm is, is I have comparative evidence. Okay. And uh-huh, just, sure. And it was just whoa. Like yeah. I don't know, I don't know who the, he's fucking. The, the non, the non big dick guys were the placebos. Is that what? Uh, yeah, I, I ran your experiment. It wasn't so much a length issue as it was a like how it was like a can of soda. Like leg, not that's not an exaggeration. That just means he's not the guy for you because there's some girl out there with a can of soda size vagina mm-hmm. and they're gonna fit together perfectly. Yep. Got put you. a put a couple quarters. <laughs> guys in the mouth are always and... falling out of her. She yeah, she's complaining. like, where's the guy with the dick to fit the hole? You can't. Fit a square peg in a round vagina. That's exactly right. It really know? goes back to math again. So it's yeah. math on guns and it's math on vaginas, and yeah. then it comes full circle. It's all logic. Let me let me <laughs> let me ask you the last um, the question. I people are always curious about faking orgasms. Is it how often do you do it? Do you, do you do you never do it? Do you always do it? You sound very depressed Sad. suddenly. I'd like to know why you sound so never. depressed. Never, I never fake it. Good for you. Good for you. I, why should you? Why would I? Academy right. Award winning. Really? So bad. Really? You know what's even worse? I feel like the people that I faked it with are people that I've been in like relationships with. Whereas right. the people I haven't are just people that I'm banging. But that seems the people right. Well, I guess for in a relationship, I, like I can I see you doing that. That makes more to sense. To keep them around. I feel like I maybe so faked weird. it once in a relationship. Like you just want to fucking move on. You but know I, what I mean? <laughs> like I'm tired. But I'm yeah, the girl's like, no, babe, why don't you come? Like, all right, ah, I came. Can we go out and fucking? Can we go oh, get sushi now? I'm hungry. Very hungry. I was in a relationship not that long. <laughs> no, no, I swear, it was a little bit. I masturbated earlier. I just felt a little bit. Was, that's what happened. I gotta hop in the shower. Let's go. <laughs> right. And then oh, what? What are you saying? No, I was I was in a relationship. My last relationship, which wasn't wasn't that long, where the sex the first time we had sex was so awful that I called one of my close friends. Was like, I can't do it again. And she's like, You have to. He's a nice guy. <laughs> you have to date a nice guy and know what it means to fuck someone who will buy you dinner. And I was like, <laughs> Okay. And I was ready to go back in, and I didn't. It was awful. But then we started like I was like, Oh, he's nice. I like this person. Like around. maybe he'll get better maybe it'll get better and then i got attached yeah so like in a way it was better because i felt attached but it it was always bad right you could almost get pavlovianly turned on by the bad sex so it almost make it good sex in comparison no it always stay bad my mind was getting fucked royally like i would be in a good way or bad way i don't know we didn't end well but and i i what i'm saying is i faked it that long like i never that you lost track of even if it was real or not or you knew you were for four months i faked every, every time Every time, and why would you? Why would you for that long keep faking it? Why wouldn't you? Why wouldn't you just say the sentence? "Uh, I didn't come yet, and then have him work harder. Be like, go to the left. Yeah, a little to the left. This is also the guy I call the face fucker. Have I told you about this guy? Oh wow, he's not the good guy. Face fucker meaning what? He liked to fuck your face. That's what you meant by that, right? <laughs> That's exactly what I meant by. Is that. it too late to give a viewer discretion advised label on a podcast <laughs> after the d- dialogue? We Fine. Can, we, no, I don't mind. What does that mean? He said well, I would, what? I, every time I would, I would go down on him or attempt, I should say, mm-hmm. to go down. And yeah. in my opinion, 
If you're a guy, you should just lay back and relax. Yeah. And let it happen. Right? Isn't that a thing? I mean, that's your opinion, but sure. Uh, <laughs> Stephanie just, just left the room. She's pissed at your, <laughs> what you're saying. That's how upset she is. Oh, oh, I'm just She's like, using the restroom. She's getting chocolate off her pants. For sure. <laughs> if a guy's going down on me, I'm not going to sit on his face. I want to lie down and enjoy it. Right. What he would do is I would start going down on him and within like two minutes, I'd be on my back and he'd be fucking my face. <laughs> like I was in fucking prison. <laughs> what the fuck is that? And then we had sex once after. First of all, it's not all wait, prisons. We I had mean, sex come on. once after we broke Orange up. Orange is the new black. Because I never called him out on it because it was such a short relationship. It was four months. It wasn't even. It's a long time. Not really. It's a marathon for me. I mean, I mean, I mean, anyway. But we had sex one time after we broke up and like things had passed and like I didn't care. Yeah. And I called him out on it. I was like, why do you fuck my face? Okay. And then what was his response to that question? I was like, is this something question? you learned in the military? Because he was in the military. He learned in the military. I was like, is this what you did to Don't me? ask, don't tell. But but please, you're fucking my face. I'd like it to stop. <laughs> Do not ask. And I'm not telling. And I, how does that apply in this situation? I don't know. And like, I do this. Taking it. I do this weird girl thing, even though I don't care about him anymore. Like, I like know who he's fucking now, which is weird. Like, well, I that's sh- so you're so weird like that. You're like <laughs> obsessive like about exes. Is like that. Maybe women. I don't do I that. I just shit. told her the other day to stop referring to everyone she's fucked as her ex. <laughs> 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 this one counts though. Okay. I feel like I look like. There's like so many right exes now. flying by, so you're playing Family Feud on <laughs> Fast Forward. <laughs> I'm like, wait, which one is this? What the fuck? I, I can't refer to them by names on the podcast. No, and this one to. was a legitimate. This was a four monther. I can call it a relationship. Mm-hmm. No, yeah, that's we legit. weren't sleeping. That totally with, we weren't sleeping with other people. That totally counts. What do you think it says about you though that you won't call somebody out on something they're doing that you don't like during your four month <laughs> relationship, but during the random hookup months later, that's when you want to bring the honesty out. Can we have a talk now that it's futile about what you're doing? Real talk, I'm going to get super vulnerable. I think it's because I fear so much of losing someone when I've gotten to know them that saying anything is is would just be awful to to risk anything but after we've broken up and the worst thing has already happened all bets are fucking well, off. fair enough that's a good explanation i'd like to say i'm sorry to hear that because you're a lovely person and you should not fear losing them you should be there you should see yourself as their equal and elizabeth has something to say about this it's called your 20s yeah girl. thank you i have an excuse okay good fair enough Yay. it's fucked up it's real fucked fair it enough is. and it's- as to your blowjob point I don't disagree with you. I don't think every time things should go a certain way, but I don't think that a blowjob has to be lie back and receive no, entirely No, but I think either. if you get your face fucked every time you try and go down on your man, it's a problem. I agree, unless you're into that kind of thing. And then, Wait, so he would, I missed it. I feel was, free. I was going He'd in the He'd flip bathroom. me over and fuck my face. Jesus. Flip you over? Like, I'd be on top of him, obviously, if oh. I'm giving him head. Like, yeah. I'm, I'm... Well, if you never said no, he probably thought you liked it, and that's right. your fault. Did you ever even indicate that you didn't like it? Did you ever even, like, have an aside, like, or like a, uh, or, you know, like a... <laughs> Clear your throat or some shit. Did you ever, or was it just like, all right, let's do it? <laughs> I just because I will say this: pain. girls have a a habit that I don't mind. I like the habit of not necessarily vetoing shit. And so, if you're not going to veto shit, I'm going to fucking keep voting. You no, know what exactly. I mean? I'm going to keep passing legislation you gotta, if you're not vetoing shit. You gotta fucking tell these the animals. opposite of Congress. I get shit done. <laughs> I've turned into a selfish brat now, so everything's fine. Oh, good. Teach okay. them to sit. And stay. <laughs> <laughs> <I was kidding. laughs> um, speaking of faking it, Chinese knockoffs, largest problem in foreign commerce trade. Thank you for the segue. Thumbs up, Elizabeth Cott. I appreciate that. Reading an article in Foreign Affairs magazine about how the non-enforcement of intellectual, global intellectual property laws cost the U.S. $50 billion a year because China just knocks off all of our products and does fake 
everything America, even fake iPhones. They have now stealing all of our technology, doing all that shit. And that the Chinese officially sanctioned this policy of indigenous innovation, they call it. They're okay with it. It includes enhancing original innovation through what they call co-innovation and re-innovation based on the assimilation of imported technologies, also known as stealing. Well, technically they're not really stealing since we owe them billions of dollars. That's a strong point. Very strong point. (laughs) So I like that a lot. And the article wanted to say that maybe it's not really that bad because so many people in China are poor, they can only afford the knockoffs, but it creates a culture of them wanting these American products. Then when they do get upperly mobile and can't afford them, then they're wanting iPhones more because it's been burned into their brains with fake shit. So maybe fake orgasms isn't that bad. I don't, <laughs> I don't think it's as bad if they're buying their own domestically created products. It's the problem if we're buying their own, their products. That yeah, are but there. America even yeah, saying that it's the, a problem is But ridiculous. they own us. It's a strong point. No, I think, I think, I do think it's a problem. I think we shouldn't, I mean, not just with them though. I think for any, like we should buy more things that are, are, are local. Oh, for from sure. From food to clothes to everything. I just, I try and stay, try, make an effort a little bit. Do you know what I mean? You do try to buy, buy, buy US made products. I do. I make an effort. I do. And at least, at least with nations that I know, competing wise is not the smartest thing economically. Right. For Interesting. Anyone. Very internationally focused of you. I, <laughs> I, I don't focus on what country the stuff I buy is from. I should maybe. I mean, at the very basic, I'm a stickler about it with food. Like I remember, I remember when I was living in New well, York. Yeah, because I just don't want my food traveling long distances either. You know what I mean? Well, I just thought it was very weird that bell peppers were coming from Israel, and right. we were just eating them like it was no big thing. Right. They have great farms there, though fine we have great farms here do you know what i mean like i just think it's a little i don't know i think you should eat food that's grown bell peppers for nuclear weapons or something it's an idea it's like we're they're like bombing the shit out of their neighboring countries yet managing what if like that's the key to midi the peace process (laughs) the whole time just like you not talking in relationships the palestinians have just been too shy to ask the israelis we just want some of your bell pepper (laughs) yeah yeah. you have great they go so well with hummus yeah (laughs) just share bell pepper bro yeah. <laughs> All we want is bell pepper, bro. Ate it raw like apple. It turns out bell pepper is a different word in Pakistan than it is in Italy. Oh, now you're doing, now you're doing foreign language puns? Is that what you're doing? <laughs> is that what's happening now? But I have nowhere to go with it because I have no basis for my joke. Fair enough. <laughs> Fair know? enough. Like, I, mean, I don't actually have something like, to say. As much as I... Right. As <laughs> much, you're just filling in the time with something about something that could be something. <laughs> exactly. I like that. I have no problem with that at all. In one bit of uh, serious yet very positive, exciting news, and speaking of women's issues, one that is and about education, we mentioned for a second earlier, um, I covered a lot the crazy, difficult, tragic, and then positive turned story of Malala Yousafzai, the 16-year-old um, girl in Pakistan who was shot in the face by the Taliban on that bus she was on and then survived and then she she was shot in the face because she was a, such an outspoken advocate of women's right to get educated and they didn't want that and they shot her in the face. She's now recovered so much that she just celebrated her 16th birthday by delivering a speech to the UN and I have clips. Please take a listen right now to Malala Yousafzai delivering a speech to the UN on her 16th birthday. And it begins with Gordon Brown, former prime minister of Great Britain, introducing her. The words the Taliban never wanted her to hear. Happy 16th birthday, Malala. Being here with such honorable people is a great moment in my life. And it's an honor for me that today I'm wearing a shawl of Benazir Bhutto Shaheed. 
I cannot believe how much love people have shown me. Malala Day is not my day. Today is the day of every woman, every boy, and every girl who have raised their voice for their rights. So here I stand. So here I stand, one girl among many. We call upon all governments to ensure free, free compulsory education all over the world for every child. We cannot all succeed when half of us are held back. Our words can change the whole world. We are all together, united for the cause of education. Let us empower ourselves with the weapon of knowledge. And let us shield ourselves with unity and togetherness. Let us pick up our books and our pens. They are our most powerful weapons. One teacher, one book, and one pen can change the world. Education is the only solution. Education first. Thank you. Pretty crazy. That's pretty awesome that she made a, such a lovely recovery, too. What Still is, fighting for the cause. What was it that at 16 years old she was speaking out against? Since like 14 or 13, just the right, because in Pakistan, the Taliban in Afghanistan, I'm, I'm not even remembering right now if it's Afghanistan or, or Pakistan she lives in. Um, which I, I can't believe I don't even have it written down in front of me, but the Taliban does not, it's official law of the government. They don't, they don't, or official policy of the Taliban, they don't allow women to get educated and young girls to get educated. And okay. she thought that was the most wrong thing in the world when they did get schooling, access to schooling. They tried to stop it often violently by, and she spoke out about it since she was a young kid, about the right for it. So they saw her as a leader of, of, wow. of the youth in that country. And especially a young girl, and they tried to stop her. So pretty crazy. Whoa. Yet at the same time, like the story I alluded to earlier, here in America, trying to go backwards, becoming exactly. less evolved than the Taliban in Utah, State Senator Aaron Osmond wants to let you choose whether or not you go to school. The Republican announced his plan to get rid of compulsory education in Utah because he believes too many parents are under the false impression that the responsibility to educate and care for their child is the responsibility of the school system. So he thinks it should become oh, voluntary. Oh, because they want it to be a church-based Way to take money Probably. away from schools and put it in the military. There's so many Mormons <laughs> right. there. It's idiot. It's totally. also so Sorry. crazy. It's like, you know, this is like a woman's rights issue. This is like very serious. Like the fact, same with racism. It's like the fact that we're there, there's still parts of this world that are having the discussion of like whether a woman should be educated or whether a woman has the right to choose an abortion or whether a woman has like these certain things that are, shouldn't, are not just like obvious to all humans mm -hmm. like that's a, a fucking issue that should be talked about just as much as trayvon like totally i mean that's why the media that is so guilty of just of just sensationalizing stories and only going with things that polarize instead of yeah. actually having any discussion like a about real, real conversation shit. like why yeah, is this exactly. happening like because that's the same issue that's like taking so long to like like women just got the right to vote it's like everything's like oh well not yesterday it's been a minute <laughs> i mean was it the 20s uh no yeah. was it 20 this, probably about the 20s right. okay saying just it's like it's like saying that's like, like almost 100 like, years i was just 
The Nineteenth Amendment, yeah. right? Women's suffrage. Right, that was a little dramatic. <laughs> it was a little dramatic, but still. Sorry, but the point it's is, fine. you know. But but I mean, the, but even still, then we're still trying to go backwards. Yeah, not even hundred years. Yeah. Well, that's true. Yeah. But I mean, it's not even what is it? Sixty years since we had separate water fountains and sitting in the exactly. back of the bus for black people. Um, and you have to think of it in terms of generations, like right, exactly. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like my grandparents were born in the twenties. Do you know what I mean? So if you if you think of it that way, like that's how long it takes to change. Because unfortunately, no matter how much you educate someone, once a, a human being reaches a certain age, they can be as enlightened as as they're ever going to be, and they're going to still harbor certain prejudices and certain experiences right. that are just going to jade the way that they see the world. So we just need all rich white republican men to die (laughs) (laughs) and everything will be fine instead of trying to pass more legislation in texas now restricting abortions now they're already getting so far with stopping them after 20 weeks there's now a heartbeat abortion bill going through texas that once a heartbeat is detected which happens normally around six weeks into a pregnancy (laughs) that it would be illegal to have an abortion after that and at that time typically you can't find a heartbeat with a typical over the stomach ultrasound it has to be an invasive probe Ugh. there's got to be a better way for these guys to get inside some vagina don't you think yeah like what's your deal like the worst Why dinner and drinks Texas and being so... a nice person i find to work yeah. very nicely yeah. never tried the restricting their rights move in my life i don't see how a woman would like that very much it's literally the most disgusting thing to me that Abortion is traumatic as fuck. Like yeah. it's not. Yeah. No one's taking no it one, lightly. No one's like, yay. And, and the people that are taking it lightly, well, then that's their problem. And you really don't want them being parents. Yeah, exactly, <laughs> exactly. So it's like the fact that they're turning this into something that it's already bad. Like. Whatever, I don't have to keep making the point. It's it's just, so, it's, you, it makes me sick. And yep. when you really do your research about the procedures that are involved, it's, I mean, and this is an argument for pro-life in any means. I'm just saying, like, no woman wants to go through either a vacuum or a pill that makes you fucking bleed out your fucking Dude, child. I took no my one, roommate to an abortion and it was, like, the darkest day. It's, it's yeah. awful. No one wants to do that. But you know what's even more awful? Bringing a child into a world where it's not going to, like, get anything that it yeah. is. But then, they, but then opponents say, "Then why don't you put them up for adoption?" Because there's millions of fucking kids. In I the know world it's like grow fruitful and multiply, but you think when we reach seven billion, God was like, "Calm down." Yeah, Do you know what I yeah, mean? True. Like, and then he gave us good. birth control. Maybe God invented, you know, allowed the invention of birth control and abortion clinics to help reduce population. There's no way to know if everything is God's design. Yeah, that's part of God's plan unfolding. Maybe so. You can have a biblical argument that way as well, if you'd like. Yeah, I mean, I'm not going to probably go with that. But. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, in similar news, Detroit aborting any chances of financial success. The city of Detroit filed for bankruptcy, Washington Post reports, in the largest municipal bankruptcy in U.S. history. The emergency merger, of, the emergency manager of Detroit asked a federal judge for permission to put the city in Chapter 9 bankruptcy protection Thursday afternoon. The governor in the letter authorizing it, said he understood many will see this as a low point in the city's history. Yeah. <laughs> I would consider it a low point. But he hopes it will also be seen as a foundation of the city's future. And this is – couldn't Eminem have done something? <laughs> he fucking reps that city so hard. Couldn't J. Chris Newberg do something about it? Elizabeth Cott's from Detroit. Are you really? Cott, I'd love to hear your thoughts about what's happening to your formerly fine city. Don't cry. If you're going to cry, no, I, I, I might think you're having an orgasm, and it might be very <laughs> that exciting. That would be the cry orgasm, which is right. different. We the cry-gasm. Yeah, of course. Yeah, we, didn't talk about um, we did. Oh, 
no. We talked about crying after the, your orgasm. We did. Yeah, you're yeah. Right. Oh, you remember talking? We, we, we talked about it so often that. that you don't remember talking about we that. We did touch like, on that this time. Table. Microphones, please. I can't. Inaudible off mic. Yes, go oh, ahead. Oh, here we go. Um, <laughs> well, you, you know, I love Detroit, but sorry, Tony Braxton. Detroit is my new favorite R&B artist. Is that an artist? bankruptcy. <laughs> <laughs> She is, wrote that. She wrote that's that. a pretty good joke. Is that's Detroit an artist? That's joke ever. Thank you. Is Detroit an artist? It's an R&B artist, it obviously. Okay. That's the only thing that makes no. the joke make sense. I didn't know that, and it made no sense to me. That Tony Braxton filed that, for no, bankruptcy? No, that Detroit's an R&B artist. Is it not one of the ultimate R&B artists? Detroit? The name Detroit? <laughs> is the guy, is there a guy named Detroit? Leave, come on. Give me a break. You I work the in word fashion. Like. <laughs> <laughs> I totally didn't get it. I totally didn't get it. I liked earlier Back your to the Chris Jenner board. is your spirit animal joke. I like that a lot. Detroit is the home of Motown. I want to hear your real thoughts about Detroit. <laughs> and you're sitting here making Braxton jokes. Your city's been destroyed. I'm always making Braxton jokes. <laughs> I mean, when has there ever been a high point in it's Detroit? Strong, it's a strong point. Well, no, they were the hub of the auto the industry. The industrial revolution. Yeah, how about Come that? On. How about that? Yeah, yeah. Kid Rock. I mean, I feel I feel like things got worse as soon as they got Eight better. Mile. <laughs> exactly. Eight Mile. Big time. Big time. Edward uh, Edward Snowden's still at the fucking airport, guys. Edward Snowden's still at the fucking airport. It's turning into a Tom Hanks movie. It really is. The Terminal with Catherine Zeta-Jones and Tom Hanks. It really is the plot of that. I don't know what that is. You don't know who Edward Snowden is? No. The guy who stole all the NSA secrets? Don't know him. You don't know about this story. The no. biggest privacy revelation that our government is spying on all of our phone call communication info and email search but like e- email info duh. and chat info so like yeah, Wiki- everybody says that they use so like happening. i did not assume that. i totally assume that's that happening. all of our emails are and i really up. hope someone in the government thinks i'm hilarious on twitter <laughs> <laughs> and another email related story came out this week that's that the senate proposes a warrants for email searching bill the Senate now is trying to stop. It has nothing to do with the NSA programs that Edward Snowden revealed that they were that the government can monitor all those communications. But apparently, also police and local investigators can access your email. And he's trying to get a warrant to stop that at least from happening. Don't they need well, a warrant to do that? No, please. supposedly they don't because they're trying to pass a bill to make it. That you need a warrant to do that. That's right now, the police weird. can look at your fucking email. Well, here's why it's scary. Who even knew that was happening? That's a thing too. Uh, for wait, the police. For what though? It's interesting. It'd be interesting to know the like the technic like the legalities of that because, for example, maybe for terrorism. But if they found something, no, that's the horseshit. police don't under- Here's the investigate reason. terrorism. Here's why it's scary. You know that fucking guy, that reporter who who whose car got car crashed, got blown up. That guy in L.A., that 32 year old Michael. Yeah, the reporter. I don't know about this. There's a reporter who's. The, I mean, the idea is that someone intentionally either hacked into his Mercedes or fucking. He was his about car. to like reveal something about the government, and he wrote his friends an email like, "I have to go underground. I have to unplug or something." No, it was something like, "You might be getting a call from people investigating me federally or something like that. So just be aware, I'm going off the grid for a while." That's why it's scary because he was revealing shit about shit that it they was don't a particular want and to his know car about. blew up. And he fucking yeah. was murdered. When did this happen? Very like a, few, a month. Where? Three weeks ago. Yeah, like where? In Look L.A. Up. In L.A. Listen, I'd like to also follow up Sorry. by saying that I think what our law enforcement and security agencies do is noble work, and that they ain't look at my shit. Look at my shit. It's fine. I don't care. I don't know. You look at my shit, guys. Just don't blow me up, okay? <laughs> yeah. I prefer don't. you don't blow up my shit. I mean, you know, 
maybe I shouldn't speak out. Like that's the thing is like that makes me feel like I shouldn't say things. I've had very strange no, interactions with law enforcement in the city. You like have? there have like been what? times where up where my parents live, I've had to call the police once because people were outside being shady and I saw someone with a weapon and I was like, that's not good. Yeah. So I called and no one showed up. And I was like, called twice. I was like, listen, I'm, I know it's dark outside. I'm not sure. I don't want you to like freak anyone out, but I would appreciate if you could just send a car because it's, you know, it's an, it's a quiet neighborhood. It's kind of, and very rare that anything like this would happen. So could you please send? And no one ever came. And I was like, great. I'm going to call West Tech now. Hope they come with a fucking rent a cop. They never showed up. They never showed up. However, on the flip side, where I live now, where I, like my place of residence, not my parents, um, my dad's a little paranoid and has like a very tricked out alarm system yeah. installed for me because he's like crazy. Smart. And I had a, a panic button in case I felt like someone was breaking in and I didn't want to like, if I couldn't activate the alarm or whatever. First night I move in, I'm in a very busy, like urban part of town and there was tapping on my window. Oh my God. And I thought, I was like, you know what? So I'm gonna, I was like, I'm going to, I'm going to be calm. Everything's going to be fine. I was like, it's maybe it's like a tree. I just moved in. I think I'm being a little bit crazy and it was a window that didn't open so i was like it's fine but then the tapping moved to the window that did open no the tree fucking moved and i was like that's not a fucking tree i don't give a fuck and i pushed the panic button yeah and then called my dad now my dad lives very close to me and he comes down ready to like kill somebody yeah and he gets there before anything happens something great this panic button's really worth a fucking damn and he goes around my house and he sees he thinks he sees a raccoon which makes sense and i'm like oh but i'm like i pushed my panic button and I shit you not, helicopter. Helicopter? Because I'm in a very busy part of town. And I'm there. I, I was sleeping in an oversized sweater with no pants. So I have a sweater that's just above my knees. This old guy, my dad, in the parking lot of my building. I'm unable to focus on the rest of the story now. You tell me you're sleeping in <laughs> an oversized no, sweater yeah, with no that's pants. That's a really but cute wait, outfit. But if so you can cute. imagine how, <laughs> more about how, the sh- how shady it was to have a, pl- <laughs> a, a helicopter with a spot on me and my dad. When I've so what was it? It was a raccoon? A, it was a raccoon, but then three squad... Tapping on your door? Three squad... Wait, was he three, three squad cars... Did he know the fucking entry fucking, fucking knock? Helicopter, and I had to take an online class about how to use an alarm, otherwise they won't show up the Let next this time. Let be a lesson to it, you guys. Don't try to rape Julia in her home. Don't. Don't fuck with me. Or don't be a woodland creature <laughs> near your home. But I've now that I know that there's a raccoon there, I hear him sometimes, and I just, like, stomp on... Because he goes under where I live. There's, like, a place under the building where I guess he, like... You know how some, you know what I mean? It's like a crawl space. Yeah, it's a raccoon rapist so hangout whenever, down below, but uh, under your house. Whenever I hear it, I raccoons just, are totally the rapist of the garbage. Stop, you're eating chocolate again. You have chocolate in your teeth. You're talking about rapist raccoons while eating chocolate. It's more in the spilling morning. it on your pants. It's three thirty-six in the morning. Relax. <laughs> it's not that late. I'm the one who has a gigantic audition at at. 11 you have something at 9 a.m yes, julia stephanie got, got shit in the morning <laughs> i drive someone know? to the airport i'm guessing you haven't talked I'm about it i'm going to get coffee with matt at, no that's on thursday exactly oh you need a couple <laughs> days to fucking recover from the podcast if you have enough chocolate you're not gonna be able to fall asleep until thursday now you're gonna be fucking <laughs> wired until thursday comes around will the uk ban <laughs> porn on computers daily telegraph reports but apparently like, what but like not tv no that's it was not really a porn on tv I mean, yeah, there is. No, there's Not like really. Skinamax. There's Skinamax. It's fine. It's how a young boy becomes okay. a man. But David Cameron, Prime Minister of Great Britain, wants to declare war on the point industry. He proposed an alternative uh, to current computer systems. He wants an initiative that calls for a filter that would block porn unless a internet provi- unless the internet provider gets a request from the household 
saying they want access to porn on their computer. That's the bill he's trying to pass. What are these through. people doing? Get a life. First of all, it's, <laughs> it's in the UK, so I don't know like how we can comment because I don't know how they're. I know that wouldn't fly in the states. You well, they're never... very uncomfortable sexually. They're like, please, looking at nudity. That's no, not that's true. not true. Okay, are very, this very is like a side note, and bodies. it's it's gonna seem super random. But last night I was on YouTube, and there's this show called like um something like Embarrassing Bodies. It's a very popular show yeah, in the UK. I was, I was featured number seven, Embarrassing Body in nineteen. <laughs> but it's like for embarrassing condition. It's like for conditions. Oh, okay. And I was thinking it was gonna be like, oh, you have an extra finger or something like yeah. that, because I was just feeling bad about myself, so I clicked Embarrassing Bodies. Someone's yeah. got to have it worse than me. Totally. And um. They were like showing like full blown like someone's dick and and stuff like I don't. On what know. network is this? It was like a it, it was like cha- uh, channel. You're four. watching. It was Ch- like no, channel four. No, no, it's channel four UK. Like it's something oh, like oh, oh, I know about that shit. Exactly. Channel four like, UK. It's, no, but it's like a, it's like a dicks. it's like a main but in a clinical capacity. But it is. They a, were showing clinical dicks. They were showing <laughs> dicks very clinical. But I'm just when you said they're uptight, I'm like I don't know about that because I saw this. No, it's true. All of Europe is actually pretty open sexually, more open than we are. But yeah. I just feel like British people of all of Europe are the most kind of. They give an explanation stiff. as to why they want to born, ban the porn. Like, what are these people doing with the porn? That STDs they yeah. will Basically, increase like no other. Why people are going to start fucking random start amounts fucking of people. people? They'll just make their a own joint porn. British and American task force is creating a search engine that will tackle porn websites and Google and other search engines will be required to create a blacklist of the most depraved and illegal search terms. The country's biggest six providers of Wi-Fi at railways and internet cafes have already signed a deal to block legal pornography where children might view it. That makes sense. That makes sense well, in a yeah. public place, yeah. Humans just can't handle it. We're can't handle like, what? The access like, to all like, the craziness? Oh, look at this. The internet's there. We could put like a video of us like fucking like a small animal or like some shit. Like that's – people are just like going crazy. Right. But that shit's on the internet. On the so internet. And so they're like – Anybody can see that. So are you arguing for down. this though? No, I'm not arguing for I because public- I think there's something to the as much as I want freedom, as much as I enjoy the access to free porn that I have in my life. I think there's something to the fact that like maybe we're not supposed to see everything because exactly. it does desensitize you to things, and like maybe that's the reason for your nothing but a face fucker guy. <laughs> yeah, because he's seen too many horses fucking men in the so ass. So then maybe the you are in favor of a porn block filter then, Stephanie. I wouldn't go as far as to say that I'm in favor of the porn block because I'm not really a fan of of things that take away people's right to choose what they want to do. Right. However, mm-hmm. I am in favor of us as a culture getting our shit together and stop being so fucking depraved on the internet. Yeah, true. Like, wh- why? I mean... Like you're saying, it's desensitizing. It's just like it's so dark. In fairness, some it's of the, the craziest, darkest so dark. shit is like European or Russian porn or like Chinese or Japanese porn. Japanese porn always shit. looks like a rape. Here's what always. they should do. They should restrict the access to pornography. Unless you're in a private residence. Anywhere. For private residences and people over a certain age. If well, that's no, what they want to do. If you're right. over a certain age, even if you're an internet cafe, if you're at an airport. Yeah, I totally get it. Yeah, and anyone not can be in looking public. over the shoulder. Dude, right. once I was at the Apple store at the Why Grove. Why would you be watching no, porn No, I was in at the Apple store at the Grove and some guy was there testing the fucking ipad with a porn site just in the app you want to make sure it streamed well or favorite site streamed well yeah like that's what he was doing and also julia how well is a homeless guy gonna get his porn on i mean give him a break you gotta access free wi-fi once in a blue true but do it in a corner you gotta go in the corner <laughs> should be only corners yeah. only corner wi-fi hot same spots. place pornography take... hot spots listen <laughs> homeless guy same place you they took off shit. in the corner but that's it <laughs> Close the drape. <laughs> Close the drape, Tommy. <laughs> yeah. Like I'm not There are saying- children in the McDonald's. <laughs> yeah. 
Close yeah. the fucking drapes. Just know what's appropriate. And speaking Born of knowing what's so appropriate, depressing. we have one last story before we go into Twitter answers and our thunder round. Wiener, Anthony Wiener, admits again, nice. came out in the news today to triple X chats with a woman six months after he resigned from Congress for doing exactly that. He's currently running for mayor of New York and has another sex scandal Look, coming out of raunchy online conversation with a woman. And he went under the pseudonym Carlos Danger. <laughs> Shut the fuck up. This time he tried it under a pseudonym Carlos Danger. Oh my God. Carlos Danger is 33. Carlos Danger. Fuck yeah. So funny. You know the reason. With a 22 year old woman for six months. The only reason he admitted to it is because obviously it was going to come out from someone else. And it, well, it came out first. They published it on. Exactly. On, That's uh, why he admitted. I mean, it just looks better. That's like. On the dirty.com. So Mr. he just said. Danger. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> He's such. Senor and, and, Danger. Hello. But he, yeah. but he refused to drop out of the race. He's just saying. But is he a good politician? He's a smart guy so with yeah. good ideas. Let the guy yeah. get his dick sucked. That's what I but said. But he's married. His only problem is that he's married and did it without his wife's well, consent. What is his One wife word, say? Clinton. She forgave him. So she forgave that's him. her choice. She's a yeah. politician's wife. And she wife. worked for Hillary Clinton. So I she watch knows House a lot of about Cards. This. I know how it works. Huma Abedin. Yeah, exactly. I would have him watch House of Cards. It's, it's worth watching. And you know what? Yeah, his wife can have a political career after him as well. Exactly. She, does. she already does. She already was. She was yeah, she will. She's she no could become the second female president after Hillary takes it. in the face. She doesn't want to suck his dick. He looks like a penis. It upsets yeah. me so... His head looks like a penis. The joke rates itself. And he keeps wearing red, bright red, and bright green, and bright blue pants on his campaign stops. Maybe stop drawing attention to your dick when you're fucking <laughs> Anthony Weiner and you have dick issues all the time. It's nice he's going to start wearing a big sombrero and a fake mustache and go full-time as Carlos Danger. You know, Anthony... Yo soy Carlos Danger para el mayor de Nueva York. ¿Quieres tocar mi dick? <laughs> What is it? It's something me chupa, or that's the actual thing. I oh don't my god, chupa me something. That would win him an election. For sure. <laughs> All of a sudden, he's fucking Juan Valdez. You know, hiding in your closet. Buenos dias. <laughs> <He's> like, <laughs> you know, Anthony Weiner loves Snapchat. Oh my god, <laughs> loves fuck yeah. it. Yeah, oh but you can God. always be screen grabbed. You can always be screen grabbed. Uh, I can't wait till a politician gets busted for a Snapchat. Oh, that's it's really going to really bring the world together in just like a beautifully tragic Yeah, it really way. will. What was that sense that you said earlier that I told you to tweet that was so funny, Stephanie? Oh, I said... Um, what was it? You were talking about the... the dating app grinder no, t- and about Tinder people and um, i mean tinder which is the non-gay grinder and people just like it's a dating uh, yeah. site to hook up and uh yeah. just about people's images of themselves and how they present themselves and what'd you say you can't have a picture of yourself in front of a fake charity step and repeat and act casual about it on your on your, on your tinder, tinder have a picture of you, you at a charity event on the red carpet yeah and also hey i do great things but also party also nobody knows and, what that charity uh, let's hook is. up come on like what are you doing no one knows what the charity is but you, it was too small to read the thing in the background yeah it's like it's like maybe they just felt they looked good in that photo yeah no they're super into the the step and repeat aspect of it yeah look i was here they're probably like a catering guy who like snuck onto the red carpet <laughs> you, true, but you know they say you haven't made it in life until you have one of your profile pictures being being watermarked with the wire image logo across your chest you haven't made it until that happens i feel like it's easy to get a photo like that i mean you know best of luck to you you know i mean i, already, I feel like this feels like, like a dare a couple, oh shit so. look at that look at that <laughs> stephanie sambari google google image search getty images check it out julia reese oh definitely not i've done nothing productive I'm just oh really no yeah. i don't know that productive red carpet's not that particularly productive but you feel like at a certain point you, you have to do it like when i first had a, a a network show come out 
like a long, long time ago, my girlfriend who had a publicist would go to all these red carpet events and she would invite me and like, she was so sweet. She'd like tell the paparazzi, like, this is Ben Glee from this show. Da, da, da. Take his picture. And you feel like it's important and it starts to develop the sense that you feel like you need to go out of these events. It does not do anything. It means zero things. Yeah. yeah. Nobody's thinking like, Oh shit, these comedians drank last night at the t-mobile <laughs> event we have to look into their careers what's yeah. happening there's yeah. nothing that annoys me more than a girl with a very strong social media presence where like 75 percent of her photos are on red carpet yeah it's pretty it's annoying. the worst it's pretty annoying and the others are like just jealous professional and shit photos. i'm super jealous no but it's the same thing as like having <laughs> it's really the same as like your facebook being all headshots but, there, like, that's or what pictures it is. with other celebrities and shit yeah, celebrity. like, just stop it that's true it's true i just want to um, know that you're human do you know what I mean? Like, just take a picture of yourself at a bar. Like, I feel like celebrities person. sort of stop being human when you get to a certain level. And your reality is very skewed. Yeah, but if you're at that level, you don't have Facebook. Well, no, you're not the one running it, per se. But Twitter, you're still doing your own Twitter. <laughs> this world fucking crazy. Cray. This year, cray. The opposite of Twitter and red carpets and fucking all that Hollywood bullshit is the outdoors. It's nature. So now it's time to check in with the Glebe Squad for a nature-themed Twitter answers. The Glebe of Extraordinary Gentlemen. Hashtag Big Glebers is time oh, for Twitter answers. So many Glebe puns in that. You love it. I asked the Brain Trust, what's one of your best or worst moments out in nature? Camping, hiking, getting lost, too much drugs. David Devore at Gotham's Finest 23 replied, got really drunk at a lake, jumped off very high rock into said lake, accidentally did a side flop, and woke up right side 100% purple. That sounds like a really quick way to break your neck. Yeah, fucked up. What? I've always been scared to jump off of jumps into water never jump up when you're drunk that's my well rule. yeah being drunk is really not smart it's yeah. true you kind of he's lucky you just end up purple on the side you don't drink yeah. in nature you drink inside no no you can drink Drinking in fucking in nature. nature it's amazing what? it's doing amazing drugs a drink in nature, in nature. i don't yeah. like nature you can do all that shit in nature it's a fucking blast just do it by a campfire and then go to sleep in your tent don't do it fucking and then jump off of ledges onto rocky terrain word that's the stop step you don't make Sadiki fuller very funny comedian dear friend of mine at Sadiki fuller on twitter said I went fishing and my line got caught in a tree and the Boy Scouts cut my line. I never went fishing again. Not a good fisher. But he's, also, he's also black, Sadiq. And I feel like black people aren't great fishermen. Is that stereotypical? Well, you know, it's just it's not really in the lineage. So <laughs> true. they That's haven't really thing. had someone to teach them. Exactly right. They probably, if they learned how to fish, would be way better fishers than like white people could ever I'm sure. be. I feel like there's like a Republican thing teach a man to fish here. that's very funny that's awesome uh tim styles at big tim styles said drunken teenage party on outskirts of town cops turn up we do a runner ran wrong way walked all night through the bush sun came up as i arrived in a town 25 kilometers from home Is is that someone from england uh, I don't know. Kilometers, huh? It's I guess. Unless somebody from another country, for sure. I don't know where Tim's from. So he got up. drunk and ended up somewhere else. Is what happened? Yeah, 25 kilometers. Well, you need to convert that out of the metric system. I would say that's like it's about, it's six, about, it's about six, seven, 16 miles or so. It's less in miles. Yeah. 12 miles, 13, 16 miles. Something like that. It's still pretty fucking far. Oh, shit, bro. Still pretty far, bro. Chris Frost at MN Frosty Boy, the winner of the, of the, uh, homecoming prince of the, of the last week on earth, 2013. We, we choose homecoming prince every year. It's the okay. first year we've done it. Okay. He's the winner. Okay. He, uh, he, li- he does not live here. Um, in this country. 
at Gooseberry Falls, Minnesota, skunk in campsite scared him off and then pissed around perimeter. No more skunks. Some clever shit. Oh, I didn't know skunks were afraid of pee. Natural, unnatural. Uh, it's like jellyfish. What is that word? It's like jellyfish, but it's preventative. Yeah, preventative. <laughs> preventative skunk repellent. Repellent. I, yeah, yeah, yeah. Repellent. That's the word you're looking for? Absolutely. Yeah, girl. Repellent. I love that the questions on Twitter are like in these strange sentences because they only give you a certain amount of characters. <laughs> totally. <yeah. laughs> like people are trying to figure out how to get the most information across you got to you got to fucking get i can get whole fucking stories dialogue into the 140 you got to fucking get it in yeah yeah you got you got here tiago cavalcante that might be anthony wiener's next nickname <laughs> tiago cavalcante oh my god at tiago cavalcante on twitter too much drugs we need you in brazil thank you i'll try to come to brazil that's nice of you to say that and too much drugs in the woods fucking blast always Julia, you gotta fucking loosen up and do some drugs I in the can't, woods i can't yeah, you do you can't do drugs i'm in the not woods? a good drug doer what if we keep you in an empty, padded room and have you do drugs? I think that's even worse. Dude, there's nothing inside The only mind. way I could take drugs with would be with my internist in the room. And with like, your internist. I feel safe. While he's writing you handwritten who thank you notes. Who the fuck says internist? Yeah, who the fuck says internist? <laughs> the How one... fucking white bread are you right now? Your no, internist. My mom's Did just your dad been... come running in to get rid of the fucking <laughs> raccoons during your internist session as well? That's what my mom calls it. Oh my god. Internist. So funny. Oh I you have god. you have many doctors. At you least grew up I rich, do. didn't you? You grew yeah. up very rich. Yeah. You're internist. I mean, never even heard of that word. It's who takes care of your insides. And like your derm- dermatologist takes care of your skin. Yeah, a doctor. I just sound like more and more of an asshole. Can we move on? <laughs> totally. <laughs> so good. Christopher Brown at MR Brown 959 did a triathlon in Banff in the Rocky Mountains. Felt cool to accomplish something physical in the midst of wondrous nature. Um, people like that frustrate me because I, who, who does that shit? A triathlon in nature? Dude. Many of you either done triathlon, a marathon, anything like that? I've Absolutely. fantasized about doing one. You did? Yeah. I mean, like, not like in a second. It's not like I was like. It didn't give you a silent orgasm? <laughs> no. It's not like I was like fantasizing about a triathlon and like getting fucked like from like the bike to the swimming pool or whatever. No, I just. I I mean, this sounds I, excellent. Now I can't concentrate on that story. I thought, I thought I would one day want to run a marathon or one day do a triathlon. Like I used to be very athletic and yeah. I thought, oh, that's something that I'll do yeah. one day. And then instead you went to wrist orgasms. Instead I. T- teaching I, it. I just kept smoking cigarettes and doing drugs, and then I became a comedian. So <laughs> <laughs> probably it's probably not going to happen. Is there any comedians ever run a, 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 a marathon other than Eddie Izzard who ran one like every fucking day? I mean, I think I, no, we, none. We can't wake up early enough to train no. for a marathon. Yeah, Mar- you got to fuck. There's not enough hours in the day to run a marathon. No. We would do it. Yeah, but you got to be up so fucking early. Yeah, triathlons are kind of. You cool. could do it in, in, in sections, right? <laughs> Camp out at each one, do a set. Yeah, <laughs> I like I like the ones with like different sports. I think that's like awesome that they're like yeah, doing that pretty many exciting. But marathons annoy the shit out of me yeah, when they long. block down track. No, if you want to run for no reason whatsoever, just run in circles. Put them in Dodger Stadium <laughs> and just let them go and don't fuck up anyone else's. No, day. you can see circles. the sights. Marathon, you see the, you see the city. You know, you're out there. You know, it's... and do you know what I see? Traffic cones for eight hours of my day. One day a year, boohoo. More than one day a year in L.A. There's many mean... walks and parades. That's true. It's a lot it's true a lot and they're always like on sunset or santa monica let's you let's just do the main streets just make it all horrible for everybody. grant ramos at the <laughs> at, at the grant ramos says i locked eyes with a small bear about 100 yards away in georgia once 
It was terrifying, but I felt like Beastmaster afterwards. That's that. Honestly, Grant, that is some fucking weak sauce bullshit because weak I, sauce. I might have told the story in the podcast before, but I went face to face with a bear camping when I was like 13 years old. My whole family was asleep in the tent in Sequoia. I'm by the fire late night because I'm a fucking night owl, and a bear came from behind. And not a baby bear, a fucking 10 foot long black bear from behind the food locker, 15 feet from me, looks at me and starts coming towards me. 12 feet, nine feet. I'm like, oh shit! And they say you're supposed to get up, and make noise. I'm like, I'm not gonna yell at this fucking bear. I'm a young boy. I just yeah. ran back to the tent, tried. I'm like, bear, bear, open the tent. My brother freaks out, wouldn't let me unzip the fucking tent. I had to like rip it open, jump in, close the fucking zipper, and the bear goes by and rustles the side of the tent. And then the whole campsite starts screaming as he runs into the next couple fucking places. <laughs> Holy! I was like shit. an inch from a fucking bear. That is fucked. Yeah. Story, would, ladies. would it bite you? Would it? Yeah, kill? yeah bear I mean, will fucking kill you. It's hungry as shit. He's looking for fucking anything to eat. I'm a young boy. Aww. I'm delicious. See, we're not at the top of the food chain, guys. We're not. We're just we're fucking just living better in at controlling in who's on top of them. Exactly. <laughs> the only time I've ever you let bears run into this fucking town or a tornado filled with sharks, yeah, <laughs> we'd be fucked. Yeah. Although, how does it work? I want to watch that movie because. How are they supposed to survive out of water? I think I wouldn't be scared of a fucking shark in my apartment if there was no water. That is literally. I would stand on chair. It's dumbest a suspension concept. of disbelief. <laughs> Imagine like, someone came up to you and was like, "I have got an idea for a movie," and you're like, "Great!" And you're like, "All right." There's a tornado and there's sharks swirling in it. You'd be like, you're retarded. No, I mean, <laughs> exactly, go away. Right? <laughs> it's like, imagine a world where if there's... fucking bears took over the whole fucking city. You'd be like, Obama. You'd be like, oh, what we're going to do is steal the picnic <laughs> baskets. He's like, the way I see it, my son could have been a bear. <laughs> <laughs> Come here, boo-boo. What have we learned today? We're really You skirting. should not racially profile people. <laughs> Very exciting. <laughs> um, ladies, what would you like to plug? Tell us your Twitter. Tell us where you're going to be. Well, you know, you never asked me about myself, but that's cool. <laughs> oh, my God. I didn't ask you about your career. People are like, who the fuck is this girl? That's true. Tell me, tell, me, tell me a little bit for a minute first. You've been very hard to fucking sound cute. Tell me about, so, so what made you do stand-up comedy? Remember your Why did you start? Why do you love it? And what are your career goals and aspirations and dreams? Well, first of all, Julia's dad told me that I was really bad with microphones. Yeah, you're horrible. You know, I'm just all over the place, I think. You can't you do You know it. what I need is a head mic. I just wherever I go. Madonna style. <laughs> yeah. Anthony Robbins style. She's yes. like that dog. Your bright you know, chompers just squirrel, smiling at everybody. Squirrel. She just looks around a yeah. lot. Yeah. I know. So tell us, I gotta your, calm down. Tell I, us I about your kidding. life. I but really I do want to know. I did forget. I feel bad. I'm glad you reminded me. Oh, all right. Well, um, what was the, oh, why do I, what? Yeah, well, how long, like, how long have you been doing it? Why do you do it? And what are your goals? Like, what do you want to get out of comedy? Why do you do it? Well, um, I've been doing it for, since 2009, February, February 2009. Yeah. On and off. Well, I only say on and off because I got into a relationship for a while and I feel like I neglected my stand-up life. I wasn't on the grind as hard. Really? But I still did. No good. But I still yeah. did comedy. I never stopped doing it. But to, I don't want to say four and a half years because you know how it is with the time. It's yeah. like, dude, that's like. got to be accurate. Yeah, you got to be accurate. Um, And I started because I wanted to say some shit. Did you always want to be... Did you always want to be a comedian? Were you always the funny one growing up? I don't really know. I think I was pretty funny. I mean, I was definitely wacky. <laughs> like I've always been pretty like. You are a pretty weird girl. I would yeah, say. I've been pretty like kooky. Yeah, your kooky is a good adjective. A for lot you. of people made different. 
different. Uh, yeah, like a lot of people like made fun of me, you know, for shit. But I just like marched to the beat of my own drummer. <laughs> what did you get made like, fun of? I wore for? American Girl pajamas to sleepovers in ninth grade. Like I'm not gonna lie. I don't you even know? know what that is. What, what, what is that? Is that an embarrassing kind of pajama to wear? <laughs> yeah, it's just like, come on, Steph. Like, put some boxer shorts on. Get with the times. It's the '90s. Right. So you're you wearing know? like full on. Like... <laughs> I don't know. I don't know why that memory just came to me, but. I uh I got yelled at in an acting class once because I always took acting really seriously and he was like you have to learn how to be funny and um I think he just meant you have to be yourself you just like let go like I was like I couldn't like have fun maybe he's meant you're not funny was that what he meant maybe no he was like you you know you're taking it too technically yeah I mean like, in any case she really took the note she Shit. Did. <laughs> no yeah, but then that kind of coincided with me reading the artist way. Mm-hmm. And I kept writing down. What's the premise of that book again? I, my friend bought it for me years and years ago before I was started, and I never read it. It's, it's like thing about, you're. Um, I still have it on my shelf because I want to look artistic. Unblocking your creative blocks and like talking about how, because I studied acting in school, so I was a performer. But talking about how, like you know, to you get that feeling where you're not really tapping into your potential, totally, and like you're. Whatever. So you do these morning pages, pages, and it's like a process of unlocking yourself. And that should work. It's a lot of I feel writing. Like you just need to just fucking. I, I feel mean, like I should do I it again. Writing it helps to get I feel you like writing. I should do it again. Didn't we talk about this? Yeah, like I want to do it again. I feel like it's a good way to check back in with yourself. It's not a bad idea, actually. But because it asks you, like, what are you afraid of? Like, what are you neglecting? And it makes you do like all these exercises and like really examine yourself. And the thing that I kept writing down is like, I'm really afraid of doing stand up comedy. And like, oh wow, I don't know. It just kept coming up, so I just did it. But so you were afraid of it, but you, so you must know in the back of your head you want to do it. Otherwise, you wouldn't be writing that. Like I don't write. Yeah. I don't want. I'm really afraid of fucking scuba diving. I just don't go scuba diving. Yeah, I feel like I innately always had a sense of wanting to do something like that, and I just was having a hard time admitting it because I came from a very like traditional background. Yeah. Like you know, my dad's in business, and my mom like they're not like creative people. Right. In that way. Right. So whatever. And so you started doing it. And how was your first time doing it? Oh, I feel like I blacked out, but like totally in like a blissful way. Like I like I finished and I was like, oh, my God, that's like the fucking like best thing that's ever happened. Like, I'm not saying that I killed. I have no idea what happened. I just know the feeling of what happened. It was silent orgasm. In, in uh, the brain. It was coming so hard in my brain. <laughs> totally. Like, it was crazy, you know, and I was yeah. like, I should. And you got addicted. Yeah. Maybe it was so orgasm like that's why when the boyfriend came around, you started doing it less because it just filled the same part of your brain. Totally. Interesting. Is it still sexually related to your stand up comedy? Well, I definitely talk about sex, but. Um, is that your main topic you talk about? I guess so. I'm it not is. very political. I don't know. I just talk about myself. If I'm fucking a lot, then I don't talk about fucking as much. Then I'm like writing jokes about other stuff. So it really is linked. I mean, it seems like you just need to do stand-up comedy just to get the sex fill out of your body. I don't think it's sex. I think no. It's, I think for everyone it stems more than that. I think it's validation. Maybe. Stand-up comedy is validation. No, I totally agree with that for sure. I mean, I think a lot of us are just kind of misfits growing up and we want, always knew that we could entertain people, but we were like too awkward to do it that yeah. effectively. Yeah. And then all of a sudden you're like, oh, I, a mic and a stage really helps. Yeah. And then it works. People are like, oh, all right. Yeah, like feeling like you have something to say. Like, I think that's like, that's why people are artists is because, you know, they're like, there's like, I got, you know, I want to put this there and like this there. And it's like, you're like feeling like there's like, you're, you're not just, and I think this about all people, all people I think are artists. I just think it's like, whatever, the culture and the structure of society doesn't really like support that. But fucking, 
just about like I can't just live in this society and like not say like not react yeah. to it. But that's what's so cool about comedy. Sure, for sure. But then on that note, doesn't it make you sometimes feel like you want to talk about things more than just focusing on sex if you're com- commenting on the crazy shit going totally. on in the world and right I'll now. tell you exactly why I don't and I feel like it's because I don't think I'm smart enough really yeah what do you mean you don't think you're smart enough I don't know I have like a weird issue with that well that's not true because I don't ask people to be on the podcast who aren't very smart and who I don't think have a very funny sarcastic or satirical eye on shit I think you see the world in a very very funny way thank you yeah just believe in that because I think it's true I mean if once you have the ability to satirize your own life, I think that's harder yeah. than satirizing the outside world a lot of the time. Like Way I don't, harder. I don't do a lot of, sa- of of talking about my own life because to me it's like I don't really want my stand up to so much be a therapy as much as I want it to be like really just me talking about the world because it's removed from myself. I feel like I want to keep certain things private, and mm. I think it's almost a step more difficult to look inward like that and turn that into funny. The world, I mean, just think of it. I'm sure you tweet about shit out there all the time yeah so just develop those bits yeah you know yeah i think just focus on just you have more arrows in your quiver you know yeah because it's like you can't be on tv always telling dick and pussy and asshole jokes. you cannot you cannot you know? <laughs> like, like, it's hard to get on tv if you don't TV. tell that yeah. kind of joke yeah but it's like for yeah. real like we should, we should all move to fucking europe and do fucking polite scientific dick jokes on television <laughs> it'd be a fucking blast um what is your twitter stephanie simbari my twitter is at steph simbari and s-t-e-p-h s-t-e-p-h-s-i-m-b-a-r-i nice and uh julia mine is at the reese piece uh the reese is r-e-i-s-s piece is p-i-e-c P-I-E-C-E. I love it. I love it. Um, mine's at Ben Glebe. Follow me on all that. You guys are on the same shit for Instagram and all that too, right? Yes. Any no. shows you want to plug or anything? You're not on Instagram? But what's, what she is, but no. it's different for Stephanie. It's yeah, different. make that shit the same, kiddo. Why? I know. I feel like I got to change both of them to something different than what they both Well, yeah, you got to make them the same because when people post on the Instagram, when, I, Bar- when I post on my Instagram, I also publish it just from that post to everything else. You've talked to me about this yeah, before. Yeah, we've talked about this. You've, You've not listened me. about Wait, it. Wait, no. my like, Twitter handle we were is probably because not of sober him. during it. Yeah, I made your Twitter handle change, Why don't too. you think of a good word? What was yours before? It was some bullshit. It was awful. The sleep I don't want the, the, the sleep and sand. It's from the Beatles. Who are you, a fucking it's horrible the, greeting card in a cheap from... motel you fucking check into in fucking Carmel? Me. It was from the song <laughs> Julia by the Beatles. It's a Perfect lyric. for a comedian. No, it's Why don't you choose an obscure Beatles song from the fucking God damn it. late 60s? <laughs> she was just expressing herself. She didn't know that she had to no, be funny. No, I like it a lot. Doesn't that be funny? Just needs when to be I started easy doing comedy, I didn't know I had to be funny. <laughs> 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 Fuck. <laughs> That's so funny. <laughs> so it's the Reese piece now. The Reese piece. I like that a lot. And then what are you on, on Instagram right now that you have to change, Stephanie? At Steph is funny. Oh, same on both. No. No, Instagram Steph's and Bari, Steph is funny. Oh, Steph is funny and... <laughs> Steph Sambari, fucking A. I know, but what should it be? Think of us. Just Steph Sambari and both. Thank you. Simple. I know. I I hate when comedians put is funny comedy. I'm, I'm Jamie John comedy. I'm funny, (laughs) funny Tommy. It's like, you're pushing it a little hard how funny you are. Why don't you let me be the fucking judge? Tell me your goddamn name. (laughs) Let me judge. How insecure that you're going to read a joke here. Funny's in my name. Well, I actually... I'm wacky Bill Thompson here on fucking Twitter. But I didn't know that when I first made my Instagram account name, this was like way back before Instagram really blew up. I thought it was like um hipstamatic. I didn't know that it was a sharing site. I thought it was just you make a username for yourself. So I made that 
Can you change it For though? Myself. Can you just change it on Instagram? Yeah, I can fucking change I it. I can change it. All right, fine. At Steph Sambari on Instagram. <laughs> Soon to be. Yeah. Um Soon oh, to also be. our podcast that we started, we yeah. need to have another guest. But it is at two girls, one guest. And I do think that we're the and numbers, it's the, it's the, the numbers, numbers or the letters. It's two. the number two and the number one. Good, because yes. shortness is very important for Twitter handles. The you want to save your 140. Fit. Save your 140. Conserve it, y'all. Yeah, yeah. It's important to, just to fucking save the, save fucking the water and the planet and your fucking 140. Just keep it tight. Keep your tweets green. Keep your tweets fucking green as can be, y'all. <laughs> uh, I will be at the San Jose Improv on August 7th, one night. I'll be at San Francisco Punchline August 6th, Tuesday, one night. Tickets at improv.com, tickets on Punchline's website. And I'll be headlining the Hollywood Improv uh, on Friday, August 9th. Tickets at improv.com. Click Hollywood. Don't be a motherfucker. Just click it. Click <laughs> it. Click that shit. And then uh, in September, I'll be in Minnesota. And in October, I will be in uh Montreal and it looks like probably at the Cabo Comedy Festival and then I had to move my Edmonton dates I apologize from October to January I'll be there January 29th through February 2nd so check all that shit out we're locking down soon some dates in Pennsylvania as well it's a fucking blast y'all motherfuckers on that note it's time for the Thunder Round It's the Thunder Round, everybody. Another at UK Brain Trust provided Thunder Round. UK Brain Trust is the British uh, fan base for this podcast. And uh, so follow at UK Brain Trust. This story also from independent.uk. A woman has been given a fine after taking her horse into a McDonald's restaurant. Uh, she was refused service in the drive through first as so she went in the McDonald's with the horse. The horse took a shit on the floor of the McDonald's. Wait, wait. <laughs> yeah. Um, do you think horses should be allowed into McDonald's? I think the horse is making a statement. What What do you think that statement was, particularly? He was like, fuck you, you fucking killed all my friends on the farm. Are you saying McDonald's means made of horse? I well, mean, I wouldn't doubt it. Yeah. That's your, your belief. I'm loving it, this horse meat. <laughs> yeah. There's like, a, there's like an ellipsis and then the rest of that saying that they don't put on the, on the fucking side of the biscuit bag. I'm loving it. Nay, nay, nay. <laughs> <laughs> what? A woman missing for 50 years turns up in the Yukon at UK Brain Trust. Give me this story as well. A woman police once believed was murdered by her husband after she was last seen in September 1961. In westernmost Canada has been discovered living in the Yukon with a new family. Lucy Johnson, now 77, was spotted by a neighbor in British Columbia where she had been living. Police investigated her husband. They thought that he killed her because she didn't report her missing for four years, which is pretty just odd. Like, lazy dude. He was like, thank God. <laughs> oh, God, she's gone. <laughs> she's please. so naggy. Let the years continue. <laughs> yeah. Nay, nay on her fucking shit. <laughs> yeah. And uh, apparently she just fucking moved. And they, uh, yeah, they fucking found her. They fucking found her. The Royal Canadian Mounted Police received a call from a stepsister. Linda didn't know she had to say their mother was now living in the Yukon. That just seems like a less complicated divorce. Yeah, yeah. she obviously like with out. less paperwork. True. Just fucking go to the Yukon, disappear, and fucking raise elk. Wait, the is fuck that in Alaska? There. No, it's in Canada, but it's like in like Alaska type part of Canada. The uppers. Fucking snowy as shit. Did she get a fucking hot, like, wood chopping mister or something? 
A wood chopping mister. That's hilarious. She's dating the fucking brawny paper towel guy over there in the fucking sexy woods. Exactly. She's like, fuck it. She's like, fuck it for show. And there's a man claiming to be 141 years old. He is an Indian man. He says he's the oldest man alive. Feroz Un Din Mir from Kashmir says he has a government certificate proving he was born on March 10, 1872. Staff from the Guinness World Record is thought to be investigating the claim, which would make him 26 years older than Misao Okawa, the 115-year-old current record holder. Do you believe it to be true? And how old do you each think you will live to is what I'd like to ask. A prediction. I believe it. An Indian guy once walked up to me and told me I'd live to be 84, which I feel is young, so I'm kind of bummed about it. That's pretty young. I mean, the Indian guys don't know everything. They don't know exactly how old But then he asked me for money, and I was like, you're full of shit. Yeah, those fucking guys. You're asking someone for money. Tell me you're going to be 112. Right? You will die a very young death. Can I have $5? No, I believe it. I mean, I want to I want, I want believe it. Dude, Indians are magical. You, you know, want to believe it? Like, no, not the, the dude, but that, the person that lived to be old. Oh, yeah. I, I want to believe true. it. How old do I think? I don't know, dude. I think we're 20 or 30 years away from like figuring out how to live forever with science. What did you say, Steph, about it? I said, Indians are magical. Yoga comes from there. Of course, True. he lived to be 140. He was doing his pranayama. Sure. I don't even know what that means. <laughs> yoga joke. But you did once show me some yoga shit, and it was fucking great. Dude, that shit will make you live forever, I feel like. Can you teach me yoga? Sure. Can we do it? Sure. We said this last time, and we never followed up. It's my fault. I don't follow up. Yeah, you got to text me. Remind me. I'm going to text you up about that I'm for very, sure. I'm very lazy and not motivated. Fair. Fair. And our last story <laughs> here in the... Do you do, do yoga? Julia? On occasion. On occasion. I don't think that's how it works. You got to do it a lot, though, right? Like once in a blue is not going to help yeah, anybody. Yeah, I got to get back into it. Too. You're not doing it either, huh? No. Are you teaching it a lot still? No. Why? I, I got I got kicked off my my horse. Sorry to bring the horse back into the picture. But Why would you do I that? I didn't bring the horse into a McDonald's. But, um, you brought it back into the picture, though. Yeah. So I was riding this horse, mm -hmm. metaphorically speaking, of mm -hmm. life. And yeah. then had to get all these tooth surgeries, mouth surgeries. You did? Got my wisdom teeth taken out. Got him. To, got the second surgery. It was like on and off Percocet for like six weeks from April to the beginning of June, and yeah. I just like fell off hard. Well, it's just, it's whatever, it's just six weeks. I thought you meant like for like a year or something. No, but like six weeks of not doing shit is like a lot. I haven't worked out consistently in years. Okay, <laughs> I think too. we're fine. You're doing just fine. No, your makamiyakshma is fucking ready to rock. <laughs> yeah. Okay, awesome. you're ready to fucking go. Uh, last story here <laughs> of our podcast going out strong. Woman gets head stuck in banister during impromptu sex act. Absolutely. The 46 year old. Now, Julie, we got her attention. Yes. The 46 year old from Lipetsk in Russia said she wanted to spice things up with her boyfriend when the unfortunate incident happened. A neighbor called police after finding the woman naked and on her knees in a stairwell, unable to free herself. Uh, for, she you know told what? police she had consensual sex with her partner who had left the scene by the time <laughs> officers and ambulance staff had arrived to assist her. Iron, iron stairwell or wooden stairwell? I think it was wooden. There's a picture I saw looked wooden. Okay. It sounds like the end of the movie The Sweetest Thing. <laughs> yeah, totally. It totally does. Totally. So he left her there? He left her there. It doesn't explain why. Maybe he she went to go get there. help. You think maybe he did? Or maybe he was running to all of his buddies. I just cut her head stuck in the banister, <laughs> yeah. bro. Anything weird like that ever happened to you during sexual encounters? Getting stuck somewhere? Things I mean, breaking, injuries. falling? I'm trying to think if it has happened for me. I don't know. Injuries? I've definitely. In, 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 what is it? Incurred? Uh, incurred I've injuries. Some injuries. Really? Absolutely. Really? What, from falling off the bed or something? 
I once fucked outside uh, <laughs> behind a church. You love to just phrase in, it that way, don't in, you? In Greece. Do you think this is nineteen late seventies right now? The way you talk about it. I mean, it? why not? And I <laughs> you fucked outside where? It was outside of a church. It was in the back in of a Greece. church in Greece, and yeah. I got the worst. It was on cement, like that weird. You, you get a you cross burning on your back. Whenever you see postcards of Greece, it's like that stone that's like connected by that white stucco. Yeah. And my back was scraped. The oh fuck shit! Up. And then my mom, because I was on vacation with my family, was like, "What the fuck happened to you?" And I was like, "I fell in the bathtub." Yeah. It was it was bad. Did they didn't believe that, did they? Nope, definitely not. Got it. Do you know what's so funny is when you asked, like, did anything weird ever happen to you? Two stories came to mind and one of them was a time when I fucked someone in a church parking lot. Honestly. <laughs> <laughs> you guys are meant to be friends on a podcast. The together. other one is a guy once got a black eye from fucking me in my bed. How did this at happen? College. You accidentally punched him in the face. No, he like slipped. You know, you're, he was really tall. You know, and you guys gotta like hold your top bodies up, and he like slipped and like hit his face. On you the say door. hold your top bodies on the dorm bed. You and know what I'm talking slipped about? And did what? You know what? You're fucking. And you're like you're it, holding yourself up. This is you on top of him. No, right now. I'm on the bottom. Okay, I'm and the you just, guy. you're the guy now acting this out. Yeah, yeah. On he's, top of he's him, doing it, and then like yep, his arms the air right now. and then his face hit my Ugh. my oh. bed. And he got a black eye. The side of the bed, like the wooden part. Yeah, like this, the post oh. on, the, on the bunk bed. And he got this fucking black eye. Yikes. And all of his buddies were like, oh, like Evan got a black eye. Like, <laughs> I wonder what that's from. Like, wing, wing. And I was like, whatever. It's kind of badass that like, he got like, stop fucking trying to shame me. Dude was fucking me and he hit his face in the bed. Yeah, it's pretty badass. He's welcome. You yeah, know? totally. <laughs> totally. It's like, not your fault. Don't, don't not, blame yourself. It's not my fault. Don't like, blame yourself for we one damn minute. We were having a good time. Totally. I've been walked in on, so that's kind of emotionally an injury. I, I, <laughs> who walked in on you, first of all? Oh my God, so funny. Actually, a comedian who happens to be gay. So I, it was just like very aggressive heterosexual sex. Yeah. And then someone I knew dearly and, and loved as a person walking in. It was just like very, and he was like, I thought you guys were watching a porn. Oh, like, Jesus. Definitely not what's happening. I got a, walked in on apparently by one of my close friends who didn't tell me he was watching us for over a minute. Told Ew. me like three years later. He's like, I totally walked in on you guys a long time ago. I'm like, when was this? He's like, oh, in the cabin of Big Bear. Watch <laughs> you guys for like a minute. I'm like, are you serious? You didn't fucking use the watch. It's kind of because us? you're like, it's not that you're a pervert. You're just like human. Yeah. Oh my god! Like that's happening. Like I it's, guess. you can't not watch it for like I a get, second. That's true for a second, but a minute's kind a of minute's pushing it. A minute's a very long time in that situation. Yes, it is. And talking of, of injuries, I guess I'll, I will share two that pop to mind for me. Once I was hooking up with this girl, we weren't even having sex, but all of a sudden she starts scratching my back. And like you're in the moment, you kind of have, have, have adrenaline pumping, so you don't really process the pain well. Yeah. And then we, we're done, and I look in the fucking full length mirror in the ho- hotel room. My entire back had three bloody tracks, Ooh. like a cat, Ooh. fucking legit. I kind of think that's hot. I don't scratch me like crazy hard. Okay. Only because nails and are And then dirty. she says to me, "You got off easy." Ooh. I'm like, "What the fuck?" <laughs> I did not call that girl again. <laughs> Yeah, that was a bit much. Cut off easy. I could. That was the threshold of my ability to. to that was like a, a light sentence. I was not interested. And the second time was one time, a, a next girlfriend and I were having sex, and she was maybe on top of me, and I never hear stories like this in the podcast. But why the fuck not? You know, why not? Why not? Let's and and uh, you guys have been so open with me. Why not? And so she's on top of me, and I was maybe spanking her, and I missed one, and. <laughs> <laughs> and slap myself real hard in the balls. 
<laughs> real fucking hard. That's so good. It was horrible. It was horrible. <laughs> Elizabeth Cott, what is your Twitter? Let's plug your business real quick. On that note, okay. on myself slapping myself in the balls. Let's plug said, your business real quick. Um, I have closetrich.com. Follow that at closetrich if you ever want any fun quips on being fashionably poor. It's great. Totally. Um, and then at Elizabeth Cott. Also doing those 140 characters or less. That is awesome. And then uh, embarrassing sex injury. You don't have to answer if you don't want to. I'm absolutely going to answer. I love it. Love it. Well, I have the onset of carpal tunnel syndrome now, which I will trace back to my freshman year of college falling off of a bunk bed onto my wrist. Damn. And then using the computer all the time. You know what? It was my first one night stand. (laughs) And I think only. That's a lie. Um, (laughs) Yeah, worth it. Nice. Very nice. Thanks for uh, letting me share. And uh, let's go out on a song by Jay-Z from his new Magna Carta Holy Grail album called Tom Ford. The reason I'm going out with that is because before the podcast, you were talking about it, Steph, right? Uh, Who talked about it? It was Elizabeth. Elizabeth talked about it, and you quoted the line about, I don't do Molly, I wear Tom, I rock Tom Ford was the line? Yeah, I did something along the lines of I, I don't do Molly, I rock Tom Ford. I rock Ford. Tom Ford, and I said, well, you say like that line, I'm like, why? And you said, because you, you think it means that he's like legit and he's all fashionable now. Yeah. So he's, he's not fucking his body up and taking risks exactly. for crazy he's drugs. keeping it clean and, and looking fly. Right, so fresh and so clean, clean. Exactly. Right, very interesting. <laughs> so, and then, of course, Julia, deathly afraid and hypochondriatic about doing drugs. You'd rather wear fashionable clothes. Absolutely. Than get fucked up on a bunch of drugs. But Stephanie and I seem to fall sometimes. I mean, I like to do both. I like, I like to, to dress do both. fashionable I was say. and do drugs sometimes. Yeah. Do, Although, I like to do drugs while I look fashionable. True. But I'll, but, but I'll even say this, though. <laughs> the harder the drug you do, I feel like I want to look less fashionable. Like, I can look fashionable on some weed or some alcohol, but like, you do a harder drug. I'd like to have like some weird, comfortable shit on. I would like to take all my clothes off. That's that's a way to go. Also, like when you're popping Molly, JK, I never say that, but I think it's funny to say it. <laughs> <laughs> but if you've ever done Molly in a good way, it's nice to like be by a fan, eat some Skittles, rub some vapor rub on yourself. Oh, I gotta do the vapor rub. Why do I know? You never know, do that. really, just like fucking get into some nice talks with people, give massages, like just. And fully nude, you're saying. You well, no, this. you know, like, uh, like you know, underwear and a, and a, you got to be comfortable with the people. Well, I'm glad, I'm glad the podcast is over because I can't concentrate again. <laughs> uh, I'm just fantasizing about drugs I'll never do again. <laughs> no, totally, same <laughs> here, know? same here, totally. And I'm gonna remain fully clothed uh, <laughs> until. Thank you so much for being here, ladies. Thank I you, appreciate thank it. you so much. Until last week, next week. This has been last week on earth clap for a nigga with his rapping ass blow a stack for your niggas with your trapping ass clap for a nigga with his rapping ass blow a stack for your niggas with your trapping ass time for time for time for coming up Coming down, ride clean, fix your head in my crown. Bad bitch, H-Town. Keep it trill, y'all know y'all can fuck around. Paris, where we been, 
Pop my Parisian, it's whole time and no time. It's fuck all y'all season. Piss Bordeaux and Burgundies. Flush out a Riesling. When hoes out, them hoes out. Y'all put y'all weeds in and clap for a nigga with his rapping ass. Blow a stack for your niggas with your trapping ass. Spend all my euros on tuxes and wear clothes. I party with windows. Yeah, ho, yeah, ho. Don't pop Molly, I rock time for. International, bring back the concord. Numbers don't lie, check the scoreboard. Time for. Time for. This has been a production of Smodcast Internet Radio.